This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. When researching topics to talk about on the program, sometimes I find ones that thread together and they have led to... Characters or certain, yes. Um, Sub, um, what would you call them? Subcategories or? Uh, yes. Eb- Segments. What's the word I was looking for? <laughs> a, uh, not a, uh, uh, um, an alias, but. Um, Pseudonym. Something like that. Yeah. Right. yeah. A thesaurus. Yeah, a thesaurus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, which I is a, a large beast that roamed the earth many years ago. Yes, we all know yeah. this. No, I, I can't think of the word. But anyhow, there's a, a, new, there's, a, there's a new character. And Steve actually came up with the name of this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am now bringing you the Space Cowboy. I have found... that have to do with space and space exploration. From the far reaches of the universe, he comes to you with information about all that surrounds us. The Space Cowboy. There actually has been a lot of stuff about space and celestial goings-on in the news. Yes, there have. And uh, you're here to report. Actually, I have a better theme. This will be it. There you go. This is more so apropos. majestic. This is so majestic. All right, so, uh, yes, the Space Cowboy, I have some stories for you concerning space travel. And it's good stuff. It is. So, there is... Hang on, i got to hear this one more time. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so, a new startup called Space Perspective... Wants to take your money and send you toward the stars, but not in a rocket. No. Not like SpaceX is doing or Virgin Galactic or any of that stuff. A circus cannon. No. A <laughs> balloon. So, oh. yeah, this is, uh, this this is interesting. It can be done. Uh, or at least to the edge of space. Right. You know, they've mm-hmm. talked about things like that, like a basically like a space elevator. And, mm-hmm. and uh, the space balloon has been something that's been talked about uh, for a while. Yeah, I mean, they, they would, regularly, would they, they send, you know, these weather balloons up to the edge of the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty often. We've done it successfully a number of Many times. Many times. Yeah. And in fact, it got so passe and boring that yeah. we stopped doing it because our success rate was almost becoming embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never actually even cleared media. <laughs> they, it's designed to be an alternative to the rocket-based space tourism industry. The company called Spaceship, or their their, their product called space, Spaceship Neptune, the capsule will be packed with paying customers and then carried aloft to a height of approximately 100,000 feet. Would you? It's uh, um cuz you had you'd voiced your yeah. you would not do the okay. Virgin Galactic. Yeah, probably not. I think with a balloon there is less of a chance of catastrophe. Um it's the liftoff and the ignition of those rockets. Uh, the the engines you have um, issues with sitting on a building filled with dynamite. Yeah, there's da- there's yeah. a little more danger involved. Now, I would assume that the way this work works is it goes. You know, the balloon takes you up, 
and then it will uh, they'll use parachutes to bring you back down. That's my we guess. We hope that's it. Or they slowly de-inflate. I don't know how you do this because the, the the balloons expand the higher you go, right? And they eventually will explode. So, so what I would would imagine is is that um, yes, that would have to be the case. They, I would they, imagine they would release it, and then you would free fall for a little while, and then they would have chutes, and then it would be a waterland. I don't imagine you're going to. Exp- will you get to the point where you experience zero g? No, it's not going that high. right. Uh, so yeah, won't you? You have to be in outside the. Um, you have to be in low Earth orbit, orbit and you're not getting there. No, with this. no, you're just going up really, really high to the edge of space and yeah. then coming back down. So yeah, I think it would, but I'll give you the price tag here in a moment. <laughs> so um, when you reported on the story, press and I pulled it up, and, and I had a feeling of nervousness in my in the pit of my stomach, <laughs> and, and I, I couldn't figure out why exactly. And then I remembered I watched a movie last year called The Aeronauts with Felicity Jones from Rogue One. Anybody else see this? Mm-hmm. Uh, I about, heard about it. I, yeah, you didn't get very good reviews. Uh, well, I found it really good. Oh so, yeah, what, uh, you know, reviews be damned or whatever. But I I. Uh, uh, my palms were sweating the entire time I was watching it. It was huh. about ballooning in England in the in the 1800s. Okay, and some things go wrong. Yeah, and so people are. It, it's it's when a balloon experiment does not work well, and they, like the hurtling back towards Earth. Part of it scared the crap out of me. Okay. All right. So with this, you go up to space. Let, let's say everything goes off as uh, without a hitch. You go up to space. You see the curvature of the Earth and all that fun stuff. Right. Where do you come down? Wherever. Well, right so, on your front lawn, from what yeah. I understand. Well, yeah, it's going to be... Uh, so, l- let me right, continue yeah. with, the, with the story of this. Uh, so, they take it up to about 100,000 feet. It's one of several entries into the burgeoning space tourism industry, but uh, whether they can pull it off as uh, everybody's guess right now. Now, according to the company, the trip to space, technically the edge of space, will be relatively brief. Two hours will be spent ascending to the intended altitude, and then another two hours will be spent returning to Earth. So I guess you don't free fall because I can't imagine that would take two hours to come back down. So, okay, do they explain the mechanism by which you return to space if you are indeed in a... To Earth. I mean, uh, to, to Earth if you're indeed in a balloon. No. Uh, a window of two hours in between ascent and descent will offer travelers some truly breathtaking views of their home planet. When the trip is over, the capsule will come to rest in the Atlantic Ocean and passengers will be picked up by a ship of some kind and then brought back to shore. And you get to take a picture with Barney the Dinosaur, right? Of course yeah. you do. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's how they were. Yeah, it would be a water landing case. They would be monitoring where you are, and they would have ships in the area, almost, I would assume. Preston, almost like the way you, you when you take a, a normal, regular balloon ride. You yeah. Know, like if you go out to, to yeah. Lancaster, it's the same thing. They, they sort of follow you. They know a, a point. They're going to obviously set you in some body of water that they're familiar with, and they, they can tra- tra- trace you and get out to you, but... Uh, it's, it's basically the same concept, just on a larger scale. Some of it would be a crapshoot yeah, as yeah, to yeah. where you're gonna where you're gonna land. By the way, so uh, but it will cost you one hundred twenty five thousand dollars per person. One hundred twenty five grand. That's all. One hundred twenty five grand. I'd, that, I'd, I'd, if you're gonna spend that much, I'd rather do the. Um, the Virgin Atlantic. Mm-hmm. I'd rather get zero G's. But what is the Virgin Atlantic? I think cost? that's two hundred and twenty-five thousand. Is that it? I think so. Nick, can you do a check on that? Yeah, because I thought it was like that's close economy to, though to a million dollars. Uh, so you don't get to pick your seat. They they don't technically have a blast off. The balloons would be deployed from Kennedy Space Center, uh, but they're still trying to work out the details of finding their way through the FAA's red tape. There's a point at which you become you know where the altitude is just. There's a, there's a difference between like hanging out of a of a of a plane that's flying if you're going to do a, a parachute jump or something. I've never done it, but I know you have. 
at this point, you're so excessively high altitude that that fear, that vertigo, I don't think would hit you, right? I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. How do you feel when you're when you're on an aircraft? I mean, you yeah. Know, I mean, when you're when you're flying in a plane, do you get that? No, not sensation? at all. No, so, probably yeah. not. Uh, Two hundred fifty thousand dollars, yeah, for the uh, for the Atlantic Virgin uh, Virgin Galactic. So for an extra hundred thousand, Preston. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on, you can go yeah, all the way. Tack it on. Yeah. All right. So that is uh, is something that they are working on. So we'll see. What else do I have? Some people call me the space cowboy. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> we're trying to package this crap in any way possible. That's what we but do. But this, I like space. I know Kathy's riveted. Yeah. <laughs> I recorded I this years ago. Space. Oh, my God. Space. 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 What's that edit in there? Yeah, that's a terrible edit. That's a bad <laughs> edit. Yeah. Sound like an intern did that. Well, it's like you're in space and trying to edit. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he wanted to replicate it what it'd be like to be in zero G's and have to edit. Now I get it. <laughs> NASA has unveiled the name of the asteroid that will be the focus of its upcoming planetary defense mission. The asteroid's name was selected in preparation for a potentially Earth-saving mission. In 2003, astronomers came across an asteroid uh, with an orbiting moon of its own. And due to its nature, the binary system was named uh, Didymos. Didymos? Which is spelled D-I-D-Y-M-O-S. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. As in P. Didymos? Diddy, Didymos. Didymos, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, which is Greek for twin, by the way. Oh. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. Didymos uh, became the name of the main asteroid in the system, while its orbiting moon became officially known as Didymos B. Uh, Didymos is a near-Earth asteroid system, which means it occasionally flies close to the Earth as it travels around the sun. And due to this, it was selected as the target of a new mission organized by NASA. So is this uh, having to do with learning how to deflect asteroids? Exactly. Okay, we need a practical uh, test of this. Yes, dubbed as the Double Asteroid Redirection Test, or DART. Uh, the objective of the mission is to deflect an approaching asteroid by hitting it with, hitting it with a spacecraft. And through the mission, NASA plans to study the possibility of saving Earth from an impact event caused by an approaching asteroid. Okay, now uh, fly into it. What? <laughs> fly into it. I'm sorry. I don't know if we're hearing you correctly. You want us to fly into it? <laughs> Couldn't we fire missiles at it? They didn't talk to them. Sure, that. but that's not this mission, so fly into it. Yeah. Oh, I just hope this doesn't go bad. And it actually sort directs of re- it towards her. I was saying about like the a, same like a, thing. Like yeah. a bad chip shot? Yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, it, they, they knocked it the wrong way. <laughs> Too much English on that asteroid. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, NASA selected Didymos B as the main target of the mission, which is scheduled to launch sometime in 2022. A funny thing has happened, ladies and gentlemen. We did not intend for this. <laughs> But if you have any relatives in Ohio. <laughs> in preparation for the mission, the Space Rock was given an official name. So now they've, they've renamed it. All right. So it is now called Dimorphus. Dimorphus. That sounds pretty cool. That sounds better than Diddy Moss. My name is Dimorphus. Dimorphus. 
uh, voiced by Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I am a celestial body known as Dimorphus. Uh, although choosing a name sounds like a simple task, it actually took an international collaboration to formulate Dimorphus's official designation. Is this an international collaboration in the whole process of deflecting the asteroid? Yes. It is a world problem. Yes, it is. I believe so. And so the name of Didymos, the main asteroid, was given after astronomers from different observatories around the world were able to confirm its trajectory. Uh, then, after it was decided that its moon will be the target of DART, of the DART mission, the projects had worked with other astronomers to come up with an official name for Didymos B, and eventually the name Dimorphos was suggested it's by, cooler. by planetary scientist uh, Cleomenes... Ballsford Shaft. Robin Hood's ball. And Robin Hood's ball. And Little John's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> It's around the corner. <laughs> um, all right, so what is a, a hinge? Does a hinge mean like circle by any chance? Or I don't know. But I know that Casey showed me a video that has to do with balls and buttholes. Oh, my God, morning. dude. Okay. I don't, but I can't is, even, it, is it from England? It might be. I, I, I don't, don't. We can't well, describe it. I can't even go into what, it. What technically is a hinge, then, if we're if we're on that issue? To Nick, uh, looked up particular hinge. type of earthwork of the Neolithic period consisting of a circular or oval-shaped bank. Okay. Huh. All there right, so that's where you can bring your change if you have too much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so at Stonehenge, we're ready for you <laughs> uh, with our open air style, uh, and it's a cafe too. It is thought that uh, shafts served as a boundary to a sacred area or precinct associated with the henge. Yeah, uh, clearly sophisticated practices demonstrate that the people were so in tune with natural events to an extent that we can barely conceive in the modern world we live in today, according to a spokesperson there. If you watch the, the shows on uh, the History Channel and even things like Ancient Aliens, mm -hmm. um, which uh, I am a, a fan of, my wife even more so, uh, you know, you, you think of Star Wars, you talk about it at a time long ago where they had this incredible understanding of things. There are a lot of things that amaze modern science and researchers about what they were able to achieve with levels of accuracy that imply... Yeah. You yeah. know, maybe they had some assistance. Assistance, <laughs> right? Know. Or you know, like we were discussing last week, there was a um, like a superior intellectual, you know, human race here before the yeah. ancient Egyptians that were wiped out by some sort of uh, celestial foot fungus, foot fungus, <laughs> uh, catastrophic event. <laughs> and that they couldn't walk anywhere. Ow! They just died. Just build a hinge here. And that the pyramids that we know them weren't built uh, by the ancient Egyptians, but dug out by the ancient Egyptians. Yeah. And they said um, that anything like modern today, like in America, like that if something were to happen, like a asteroid or something like that, uh, were to come down and, and wipe us all out, the one thing that would maybe stay that's in the United States right now, do you guys know what it would be? The one thing that would stay? Yeah, the Fonzie like, statue? No, like, like 12, <laughs> 15, 20,000 years from now? At the Gothel's Bridge in New York? No. All right, so the one man-made object mm -hmm. that would withstand the impact of a of a, a direct hit from a uh, yeah. an asteroid? Yeah. Nothing. What did they say? Uh, Mount Rushmore. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah, okay, that makes yeah, sense. Makes, yeah. It'd probably get a little banged up. I mean, up. If, if it got, if Mount Rushmore got hit by the, uh, no, I'm not talking about that. Like, oh, if, okay. if that got directly hit by an asteroid, no, that okay. would do, that would be. Well, I would imagine a lot of things could 
could handle that, depending on where the explosion, where the, where the impact took place. Hershey yeah. Park could be fully intact for all we know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we lost Europe, but we Every, got Hershey Park. Everybody might die, yeah. but Hershey Park could still or stand. they would yeah. close the rides for a while. Yeah. So there's, um, if you go to the Grand Canyon and you tour and you go way, way, way down deep, you'll, you know, they, they can basically, you know, it's like history, you know, through sure. and, and the, the rocks layers. Yeah. and the layers and everything. But there's one um, section of the Grand Canyon where I, I forget what they call it, but they basically say during this time, either something very, very crazy cataclysmic happened or nothing happened. Okay. You know, like for, and we're talking for like a billion years. So either that's a lot of wiggle room is yeah. a lot. <laughs> it's, either that's, that's a scientist who wants to keep his job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, either something tremendous happened or nothing. Uh, so they're, they're kind of, um, perplexed as to what this particular layer represents. Right. Okay. Um, so anyhow, this announcement about the, um, uh, about this henge that they found is uh, comes after the summer solstice, which took place online this year. Dr. Nick Sansal uh, hailed the astonishing discovery, saying that as the place where the builders of Stonehenge lived and feasted, Durrington Walls is key to unlocking the story of the wider Stonehenge landscape. And this astonishing discovery offers us new insights into the lives and beliefs of our Neolithic ancestors. Right on. How did they even know to start blah, blah, blah. <laughs> digging there? Uh, because they, they, they've been researching that area. There's all sorts of stuff connected to okay. that area. If you ever get the chance to visit Stonehenge, <laughs> you know, you go, oh, is this going to be something? You get there. First off, the one thing that does impress you is that it is, it's a bit smaller than you assumed it was. Everything right. always seems bigger when you're looking at it in a TV special, whatever. That said, though, yeah. it's it's freaking Stonehenge. Steve, it's like the, the floor is lava. Those objects are jumping around on right. don't look that big. <laughs> right, right. Until people start jumping on Exactly. Yeah. I was actually supposed to watch the sunset in Stonehenge in April. And then this pandemic <sighs> happened. Great. Oh, yeah, son of a bitch. You'll, right. you'll get there. Uh, that's all that I have. I am the Space Cowboy. We'll revisit this, and we're going to have Derek Pitts on tomorrow from the Franklin Institute. He is a wonderful interview. We could have him flesh out some of this stuff, yeah. and also recommend some sunscreen for Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> he probably could. All right, so we're going to take a break and come back in just a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR, Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Casey had something he wanted to bring up. Oh, wait. What is it? Is it the thing? Is it Boner Forever? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude, you've never seen Boner Forever with your own two eyes. No I sh- seen I- it. Explain what Boner Stop Forever it. is. It's like, you know, Stop. you've seen it. Will, it for 20 years. You've seen it all the time. No, I, I don't. Where is it? It's in North Philly? It's in North? I don't. I yeah. couldn't tell you the last time I what was in North it? Philly. All right. So, there, it, Steve, it is a giant piece of graffiti on an old abandoned building that i mean it is i i want to look at a picture here because the the graffiti is probably uh i'm gonna count here it is 
We're looking at it right now. Yeah. Okay. So it's, look it's at stories it. high. It, it, it's right. about One, six two, stories three, high. Six I think we've referenced high. it on the show before. I think, have we? I think it's come up a couple of times. Yeah, because there have been like national news stories of Philadelphia where they will pan down the street and this will be in the background. <laughs> so it's um, it's known in the area, and I think we've talked about it in a sort of a cursory way. But okay. um, yeah, it's, it's, so course, it's been yeah. around for a long time. It's known in the area because it's right. been around for twenty years, and there's actually been like newspaper articles written about it. And it's, what what is what is the other than just the celebration of the engorged genitalia? What, 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 what does <laughs> no. it pertain to? Well, there's legend and lore behind it. There's a whole okay. bunch of different stories. It's like it's like freaking Bigfoot or or the Toynbee tiles or or anything along those lines where nobody really knows what boner forever is except for the person <laughs> or people that painted boner forever. Well, it, t- it obviously took an effort, as you said. It's it's six stories tall. Um, and what building is this, and what streets are we talking about? Oh, jeez. It's on North Broad, and I'm wondering if the building is abandoned or not. It, it looks like it is in yeah, this photo. Yeah, it, it really it's does. The, it's the dilapidated. Bury Building at 3701 uh, North Broad Street, I believe. Well, that's where they used to manufacture boners. Oh, so, yeah. I didn't know that. Huh. You know, the old boner factory. <laughs> <laughs> the old boner factory. Yeah, he's uh, 20 oh, years. I retired. So it's been around for decades, you're saying? Decades. Right. I, I want. I'm trying to find out, as far as this story is concerned, when it actually surfaced. Casey showed me an article that he found, and, and I just scanned it, and I guess it, it was brought up in Philly Mag years ago or something along the Well, the Inquirer had written, like, they, they wrote an art, like, they actually did, like, an investigative piece about this. So what's your question? Why does it stay there? Uh, it's not really a question. It's more of, like, a, dude, like... An observation. Well, a an celebration observ- of boners. All right, so... The the building was bought in 2012. Huh. Well, case it looks like they might be tearing the building down. So there are plans oh. to um to destroy the building, to knock it down, and uh, put up a new one. But so it's it, losing its boner. Well, in this article that I'm reading, uh, I guess the company that owns it or may be doing something is called Shift Capital, and they say the Bury Building, which is where the boner forever is, is written on the side. It says uh, plans for the Bury Building, aka the Boner Forever Building <laughs> in North Philly, and then so they have a rendering of what's going to come next. So it is. I mean, it's a well-known thing in that part of uh, North Philly, which is North and Broad, right near Temple University. Is it maybe going to be a hotel? It, uh, yeah, it's 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 called the Seaward so. Embassy Suites. <laughs> <laughs> and I also read that they, uh, in the, I scanned that article, Casey, that you were looking at, that said that <clears throat> the new owner said that they will somehow or another <laughs> on the property keep that no. tradition. Yeah, I mean, not like big not on the like side the of the building. Street. It might be on like a little plaque somewhere, you know. Welcome to the Boners Forever Hotel. The, the suite. The Boner Suite. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll do that. One of the legends is that it's um, it's meant for Philly to, quote unquote, stay hard forever. Uh, yeah, and then there's so, a, you don't press it in the hotel when you can you send up more pillows. No, just rub the one you have. Yeah. So the other lore behind it is that boner is one person, and then I, I guess maybe forever is another person, and they had a beef, and this was a way to squash their beef to paint it. But I've never seen boner uh, or boner forever anywhere else in the city. I mean, there there are other like I mean, ta- we've talked about tags before, and I've I definitely have seen a lot of different tags. I'm like, okay, I know that tag, I know that tag, I've seen this one before. Yeah, we'd mentioned the one Curtis Mang, <laughs> which was on 202. Yeah, that bridge crossing 202 forever. Yeah. And they eventually painted over, right? I think they actually well they painted over it, but I think they actually replaced the bridge at one point too. Yeah. So that's, what was the story of, of Curtis Mang? Do you remember Nick? The was story, it, I don't know, but it, I just, was it simply the, the, a tagger's name? But yeah. I, I I, so, so when it got painted over, Preston, unless I'm, I'm remembering incorrectly, there was. Uh, uh, somebody came out and did a small tribute to Curtis Mang 
uh, on the same bridge in much smaller graffiti. Okay. So because that was massive, like it really spanned the entire two. Well, two. in the world of tagging, this is one of the major achievements because it is it's so large on the side of the building. That had to be a concerted, concentrated effort. You couldn't just do that. How could you do even? You couldn't do that in one night. I mean, that's that's insanely huge. So I uh, there's a there's a uh, bridge that goes over uh, 476 that uh, connects Eagle Road to Cardinal O'Hara High School. Right? It was called called Cardinal O'Hara Drive. Yeah. And somebody painted. I went to OLPH, and OLPH is a uh, feeder school into O'Hara, and somebody painted right next to this. On, on this bridge, uh, OLPH Drive, right? Right. I I don't know how they were able to do that because the, the fence was that really, really tiny mesh fence that you can't, like, climb over. You can't, like, scale over. I found out who actually did that. And, dude, they had people. John Boner. No, it wasn't John Boner. But, like, so... <laughs> These some of these taggers, some of these people, like they really do take like I, I, massive, massive risks. And this guy basically was held over the fence by his friends, by his feet, so that he could do spray paint OLPH forever. While while it is defacing, it is still an achievement. Like boner forever. I, I I don't know why I was unfamiliar with this case on the side of this building, but looking at it, it is it's a major achievement. Yeah, do you think that all those uh, stairs with all that equipment? That almost looks like they'd have scaffolding. <laughs> yes. Do you yes. think uh, graffiti is art? Uh, some graffiti is art. I think that 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 some graffiti artists are artists. Yes, uh, but for the most part, it just looks like junk to me. Yeah, uh, it, it look and and I can't read. I, I, there's no words on there's it. There's no I can't words read on it. it. I, I literally can't. We're doing lie. <laughs> Sometimes they're they're writing a phrase or a name. I can't decipher. I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it. What the hell it says, you know? So it doesn't really even make a statement to me. Now there there are some. Now, like Banksy, technically yeah. is a graffiti artist, yeah. but it's beautiful. It's, yeah. it's really cool. And in a city with such spectacular murals, yeah, I mean, oh, in our city, yeah, yeah. concentrate oh, on stuff like that. Phenomenal. Well, there is some graffiti that I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. I mean, I wish they wouldn't do it on the side of buildings and you know things along those uh, lines. But right. on, a, on a, an bridges. abandoned building like this, was yeah. was the building abandoned? I assume it was when, the, when yeah. they did this, right? Yeah, there's no way it was an active building. They had the, and and they did this unchecked. Marissa found a story from uh, BillyPen.com. I'm gonna. I'm going to tell you what it is, but first I want to go to some callers. And it's, it's about the origin of these guys, but Mike has a, a comment. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, how you doing, man? You guys rock. Thanks, man. Oh! All right, what's up, dude? What's up? No, no, i seen that. i seen them all over the city. Boner, and it's probably Bone, but they 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 uh, they just add, like, the ER at the end for some reason. I don't know why. So do but you... it's, it's the same person. They write it all over, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's their tag, so... Yeah, he he like uh, people will ha- literally they'll have like three guys up there and they'll hang them by their legs and they'll write it on the side of the building. It's so pitted. Crazy, man. Yeah, like shit. <laughs> All right, thanks. All right, thank you, man. Mike. So so maybe it's the same bone. All right, you want me to give you the details on yes. this? It says uh, Boner hails from uh, Brooklyn per Livingston. I don't know who Livingston is. Somebody they're citing in this uh, in this article, and I didn't read the beginning of it. Um, and he came to Philly just to write. A few years back, Boner was uh, tearing it up, Livingston said. Who is Livingston here? Hang on a second. Ron Livingston from uh, Office Space? Nope. I don't know who Livingston is. All right, anyhow, <laughs> uh, I'm going to be quoting a guy yes. named All Livingston. Right. Look for it uh, he really made a name for himself, especially as a New York transplant, to be able to come to Philly and cover area in a way we respect. It was a significant thing. 
Graffiti artists often uh, come to Philly from around the world because the city's unique hand style, uh, made famous by the late tag pioneer Karaz. Okay, so uh, it's uh, Culture Livingston, by the way, who was a former graffiti artist who went by uh, Densky in the late 80s and 90s. All right, so anyhow, he goes, that's not the case with Boner because he writes in the traditional New York script hand, Livingston said. A less visible detail on the famed building supports the idea. There's a cute little bubble B with a swirly eye on the backside of the building pointing east. That B is Boner's signature tag, and it's everywhere around Philly. Meanwhile, Forever is a Philly graffiti artist from the Frankfurt area who has been tagging for a while. He used to write Kid and sometimes still does. Forever ta- Forever's tag is often spelled for with the number four, E-V-E-R, or for Eva, E-V-A. <clears throat> Gra- graffiti writers uh, commonly tag together or add the tag of writers whose work they admire. Um, and apparently Livingston, this guy, produced a documentary on the history of Philly's uh, graffiti scene. Interesting. So and this it, this guy's this guy's um, achievement or what he's known for is covering lo- a lot of surface area. Mm-hmm. And it says here that in the graffiti world, it doesn't necessarily denote a friendship, he said, but more a mutual respect and admiration. Boner and Forever have cooled down recently, but their impact on the Philly street art stretches far beyond the North Broad landmark. The duo's impact has popped up on walls, bridges, and highway signs around the city. A more decorative collab once adorned the Divine Lorraine and Boner's B has been spotted next to Forever <laughs> on the Market Street Bridge at 30th Street Station. That's even uh, there's even been reports of the phrase appearing as far away as South Carolina. So, okay. if I'm understanding this correctly, Boner did the original. Did Boner did the original word of Boner on the side of the building, and I did guess. Forever do that in response, or is it one graffiti artist that did both words? I don't know. This is the world you live in, Preston. It's on uh, both sides of the building too. So is it on one side of the building? It says Boner forever, and then on the other side of the building, it says Forever Boner. And have you guys ever been to? And obviously, you've heard of what is it, Graffiti Pier? Yes, Uh, I've uh, seen it. Are they are they going to do away with that? They are okay. Yeah, that's the word, right? Because they're part of the plan is to do these these parks Mm -hmm. every half mile. Right, right, Marissa? Yeah, I don't know what the ultimate plan is. If they're going to take it all down, they're just going to clean it up down there. Right. But uh, there's two artists that I see all, all over the city. I think one is, I think it's Ant Boy. And then like Stiffy. That. No, and then Female <laughs> Joe Pesci. Female, Female Joe Pesci. Pesci. That's wordy. my favorite. Why does that sound familiar? Female Joe Pesci is tagged all over the city. In fact, I saw one recently <laughs> on like the off-ramp um, to like City Hall. It just says it right there across the... Well, I'm, I'm voting for female Joe Pesci. <laughs> I kind of like it. I can't find anything about her, so I don't know what her story is. Okay. All right. My uh, my kid's old art teacher will go and paint over tags. Okay. With, like, flowers uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, so she's an artist, and she lives in the city, and... I do... Um, I, listen, uh, yeah. in a lot of ways, as Preston says, it ends up looking like just gibberish, and it's not... A lot, a lot of times, and there's, there's, there's gang stuff in there, too, sometimes, where they're... You know they're they're marking territory, but again, when you see something like a beautiful mirror or flowers or something that is a decorative nature, it makes it well, makes it nicer. Some of the tags are cool, but like other people think they're artists and they're just quite not. Right. Um, <laughs> by the way, if you if you paint over uh, a tag, that can be. Yeah, I guess that so. Can, that can be a, an offense. Are you throwing okay. down? Uh, maybe. Right? Is female Joe Pesci going to show up at your house? Do you guys remember a few years ago uh, the We're mural? Funny art? like a clown. <laughs> 
<laughs> the mural arts actually um, got people in to like do sanctioned graffiti. And across um, yeah. 76, right across from Boathouse Road, they did this like a big orange spray paint. Wow. And it was just over it. But it was just like spray paint. Like the tags to me are more artistic yeah. than what they do. Um, so we have a picture of female Joe Pesci in the studio. Is that an actual picture of, of the tag? It looks like stenciled art. And that, uh, I don't it's got a heart over the eye. So apparently female Joe Pesci, um, the artist, is actually a male. Uh, we just got a text, and and uh, so he um, he'll tag all over Philadelphia, but he his tag is female Joe Pesci, even though and it's used he's with a, a stencil. Uh, that one might be, but the one I saw the other day was a tag with spray paint. Okay, okay, yeah, this definitely looks like something. It's stuff. funny because you as you go along um, and as you drive around and in your daily travails, you'll see these things a lot, and then you sort of forget you're seeing them, and it like it took this. Casey, a forever yeah. boner. I was just completely. <laughs> I'm sure I've passed it. I just, it's, it's been up there in huge for two decades. For, yeah, you know, twenty years. Um, how, and, how old? If the people are still alive, how old are they? Um, well, you, I mean, when you got a like a question. family, you know, that's a good question. Forever boner. What do you do on the weekends? Yeah, he's retired yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, that's forever boner, sir. <laughs> I'm just always curious about, you know, uh, abandoned buildings like that and just yeah. how do they stay that way for so long? And, and not, you know, I, I, I know it costs money to tear yeah. them down. Somebody's got to pay for all that. Yeah. But you figure with the premium price of real estate in the city. Yes. I mean, honestly, that something would stay inert like that for so long is it's just mind-boggling. Well, that's what part of this article is describing is that there's a, there are plans to move forward with uh, tearing the entire building down and putting up something new. Mm. Okay. Band and Billion would be kind of a cool place to have, like, a clubhouse, you know? <laughs> like, if you're going to have, like, a runaway club or something like that. Why, why not? Let's meet on the second floor of the Boner Forever building. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You and the other uh, <laughs> suburban fathers. It's like when you it's like when you pull into a small town in the front, you know, it says yeah. that the uh, Chamber of Commerce meets right. uh, Wednesday nights at the Boner Forever building. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Wednesday nights at 7 I tried to get into the Forever Boner. No, you came in on the wrong side. You came out on the Boner Forever side. Uh, all right. Uh, so did we clear up the Boner Forever thing? I think we did. I think we've gone uh, taken a deep dive in the Boner Forever. If you were to tag, what would your tag be? Zombie Hurricane. Zombie Hurricane? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there actually is one. Oh. Hur- Hurricane Paulette. <laughs> Has fizzled out and come back to life, and now they're calling it a zombie hurricane. I heard this. Oh, wow, um, man. Yeah. Or actually, it's a tropical storm, a zombie tropical storm. So maybe uh, maybe zombie hurricane. Why is that on sci-fi? Yeah. 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 Right? You can do Sharknado. Why not zombie hurricane? So the... Um, right? this, this, yeah. this, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Absolutely. The hurricane blows over a cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever sound they make on The Walking Dead. <laughs> Like Sharknado cats. could make as many movies as it did. Absolutely. Zombie Hurricane is not yes. out of the picture. All right, I'm going to circle back because uh, I have somebody on the line who was a roommate of female Joe Pesci. Ah. So we will go to Pat. Hey, Pat, good morning. Good morning, Preston and Steve. What's up? Hey, man. So you roomed with female Joe Pesci? <laughs> yep, out in New Jersey. Huh. All right. It's and- not a dude. It's a chick. Yeah, thank you. I'm so glad because it was it kind of ruined it for me when I thought it was a dude. Sorry. What uh, can you reveal? No, you're probably not going to say the person's first and last name, but what can you tell us about female Joe Pesci? She was uh, very exciting. She was uh, the most exciting roommate I had. She would uh, twerk in the hallway. She would uh, tag the back of our house, tag the street signs in her house. Every time we go to Philly, she would have spray cans with her. 
crazy. And why 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 the name female Joe Pesci? Uh, we're big fans of uh, my cousin Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple. There you go. That's all you need. Right, and what does she get out of tagging? What's that? What did she get out of tagging? Like, what was the thrill for her? Oh, she was just not. Yeah, so she uh, a very free spirit. And so, did you ever? So, did you, did you see her do this stuff? And if so, what was the biggest tag she ever did? She would just use stencils mainly. Oh, stencils. Uh, like, Every time we'd go to the city, she would whip a stencil out of her purse and hit the side of a building. Pretty much everywhere we would go. She would do it in people's bathrooms at, like, house parties. Huh. I wonder if that gives them a sense of ownership or, like, the you know, in in the 40s, there was the Kilroy was here, you know, right. like the wartime thing. And that was graffiti as well. It's the same sort of deal. I'll bet it does, Steve. It's like, you know, having your own billboard. It's like, right. look, there's me. That's you know it. what I mean? Yeah. So, By the way, Pat, I have a text here that says, female Joe Pesci lives five blocks away from me. It's actually a male who tags all over Philly. Now, do you blo- you buy that at all? I don't buy that. You think I it's have- maybe a copycat? It's a copycat for sure. It has to be. No, maybe he's maybe that's male Lorraine Bracco, Preston. <laughs> hey, how how long ago were you rooming with her? This was like four years ago when this all started. Marissa, Marissa, call us. Any idea how long these tags have been servicing, Marissa? Do you have any idea? Um, I can't confirm that, but I know that the ones that I've seen are not stencils. They're not stencils. Huh. So maybe there's two of them out there? Does she sometimes do non-stencils? Yeah, she'll do freehand, too. Okay. She's at FDR State Park and all over. Do you stay in touch with her? No. Oh. What, what happened? Um, She just bailed one day, just picked up her stuff, and she's like, I'm out. And then we never talked to her ever again. And you got you got stuck with paying the rent? Uh, she actually paid on time. She oh, nice. Her, but. Okay. And then male Caitlyn Jenner moved in. Wow. <laughs> Did you guys ever have sex? Oh, no. Okay. Oh. All right, he was saying she was twerking in the hall. She was crazy. I thought maybe, you know. Too much. Too much yeah. for him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking, Preston. It seems like a, like a, like a wild child. Oh, yeah. All right. All right oh, yeah. Stay- all right, well, thanks, Pat. Appreciate so there, it. There seems to be contention. I don't know if we cleared that up. There's apparently multiple I female Joe Pesci's. Yep. I used to have a friend who did some of this, um, and he got to a point where he was, like, it was just part of uh, the lifestyle that he lived and the people he hung out with. And then I think as he got older, he was like, what am I doing? I don't really need to be doing this. I don't need to, like, get myself on the side of a highway, almost killed, to try to get my tag up there. So was, was it more uh, a, a product of, I'm here, I'm going to do it? Or was there a lot of planning involved? Um, no, I mean, there were some, no, there were some planning. I mean, they yeah. would have to go out at like certain hours and right. go overnight, things like that. He wasn't like huge. Like I forget what his tag was, but I don't, you know, I don't even know if any of his is still up there, but it wasn't like those elaborate, the ones that you see all over the place. You wouldn't recognize it, but I think he just got to like an age rate where he was like, okay, I'm done with this. Steve, in case you had asked earlier what my tag would be, but if we were to do as a show collectively, a right. tag, I know what it's gotta be. What? Pud. Pud. Oh, yeah. Pud. Oh, that's perfect. Three letters and simple. Real easy yeah. to do. Yep. Pud. If we could get Pud up on like the Ben Franklin Bridge. Uh-huh. Oh, no. All right, hang on. Here's a texter that knows. There's the texter that was texting a moment ago saying it's a guy, uh, female hey. Joe Pesci. Hey, George. No, she's not a guy. She's a girl. Oh, ah, so wait a minute. Are, are you the one who texted in that they live five blocks from you? No, no, no. That's oh. the newest. I texted earlier and said. It's a girl. Okay. She would come to my. She used to come to my burlesque shows when I hosted burlesque shows all around Philly. All right. All right. And what? What? Just if you can, what? What did she look like? Was she kind of uh, goth or? She's a. 
she's a short brunette, like very short, and she has a, a piercing, like a Marilyn Monroe piercing. Okay, like the 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 mole on Marilyn Monroe's lip. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. She's super cool. She was. I was that's like she, when she came to my shows, I always like made time to go like uh, go talk to her and say hi, huh. and like invite her to our shows and stuff. I, she's like the coolest person that I know that came to. Our Belasha. We're the Whiskey Kittens, by the way. Okay. The Whiskey Kittens. All right. The Whiskey. And, I think I want to meet uh, female Joe Pesci. Did everybody know she was female Joe Pesci? Uh, I don't think everyone knew she I knew she was female Joe Pesci because I, I follow her on Instagram. And uh, I like I wanted her to like make our shirts for us one time, but I I forgot about it. Okay. <laughs> hey, George, hang on. I think yeah. we have her on the line. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and let's. <laughs> I want you to legitimize this, okay? I left her a message on Instagram, like... I was shivering when I heard her name on the radio. <laughs> well, hang on. I'm, I'm going to connect you guys, too. Is this female Joe Pesci? Yeah, this is female Joe Pesci. I, 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 I recognize her voice. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> female uh, Joe Pesci. You have the coolest name. Did you, yeah. female Joe Pesci, did you hear your former roommate call in just a little while ago? Yeah, and I know. I hope there's a lag on the radio because I want to say f that guy. But, uh, <laughs> really? Wow! <laughs> Why? What? He seemed. He seemed. He seemed to admire you. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> oh, so so it, it ended poorly. But he said he, it, he he described you at least. It sounded like you're a free spirit. It seemed like he honestly was... though. I did appreciate that he said I paid on time because I do have a wicked great credit score. <laughs> Is that why you have a dollar sign in the Pesci when you when you write your tag? Yeah, because I got a great credit score. Well, you're you know, listen, you're responsible. I would expect no less from the female Joe Pesci. Right? Yeah, it's very so. And is it is it in fact true that that name was arrived at because you're a fan of the movie My Cousin Vinny? My Cousin Vinny. That is that is not true. Actually. Okay. okay well, All right. And I don't stencil anymore. Stenciling is mad whack. But it's okay. mad whack. Okay. okay. It is mad start whack. somewhere. You know what I mean? Sure, I get you. So, uh, where where did the where did that name come from? So I was working at a pizza place, and they had a picture of Joe Pesci on the wall, and it was signed. And I can have a temper, and uh, the guys that I worked for were like, oh, man, you're the female Joe Pesci. And And you're short, too, right? Yeah, I'm like five foot tall, probably. And and when he said that, I had, like, Twitter at the time, so I had, like, Twitter, Instagram, and, like, everything else. And I just changed all my handles to that, and then it was just—I just, I just right. ran. I love it. All right, what what was the first tag you remember doing? Uh, I probably used a stencil somewhere near like Spring Garden Street. All right, so you had to make the stencil and decide I'm going to start doing this, right? Right. Yeah. All are right. You, are you female Joe Pesci on Instagram? Is that your full title? Yeah, that's me. You already followed us on Instagram, so we we just uh, put in a request to follow you back. Well, actually, the funny thing is, I don't know if you remember, but you guys had a singles mixer a couple years ago, and I actually was there. <laughs> Which oh, one? Where, where was it? Control with the singles mixer. Which one? Uh, I know who this is. Who is like it? Three years ago, maybe I had like super short hair then. Where? Was it at we Parks? Harris, I think it was. Oh, at Harris. No, I don't know who this is. Okay. I thought, I thought, yeah. Oh, damn. I met female Joe Pesci and I don't know, didn't it. Even were know you, it. Were you in one of our contests? I was the girl. Okay. Do you remember? <laughs> okay. I was in one of the contests. Also, my phone 
my like phone got messed up. I dropped it in the pool, and I came out like came to the show the next day, and I was like super hungover. Oh, oh this is when we did the sleepover. Yes. Oh. I was in Atlantic City. Yes. Oh. Okay. I was in Harris Chester. Okay. I think I remember you. No, no, no. Harris in Atlantic City. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then we did the show the next morning. We did the show live yeah, from and, the like, yeah. Leaker played and everything. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we had a live band. That's right. And the pool. <laughs> so were you Dude. hanging out in the pool the next day? Um, I wasn't in the pool. I was too hungover for all that. <laughs> Did you I tag anything that I night? think I know. Who he, I, I remember Joe, our, our general manager, came out and... He's like, this one girl was crazy, man. <laughs> He's like, she's insane. She needs to get out of here. <laughs> I think it might have been female Joe Pesci. Wow. It damn well could have been. <laughs> Shout out to Joe. <laughs> <laughs> How wow. many tags do you think you've done around Philly? Uh, Marissa says she sees for, them all over the for place. For legal reasons, for the photo. Police, like maybe one or two. So I'm not, I'm not really sure. Okay. Well, what about your? So you are you're an artist as well, right? No, no. I don't know. I just like writing female Joe Pesci places. Okay, that's listen. That's what Sometimes you do. Sometimes it ain't as deep as you right. think it is. It, it, it's yeah, like it's, it's, it's really, it really isn't that deep. I just I don't know. I like to go out. Okay, okay. yeah. Say that, but. All right. Well, that's interesting. Did you realize you've started to make a name for yourself? A little bit, yeah. There's, like, a hashtag on Instagram, and it's funny because people that, like, I know people, somebody actually this morning messaged, well, I got a couple messages, but somebody was like, they're, they're talking about you on the radio right now, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? What is going on? So, like, I ran and I got you guys on app. I listen to you every single morning. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I like threw it on. I was like, "What is going on?" And then I heard Pat, and I immediately got pissed off. And, like, oh, no. <laughs> and then, <laughs> did you move out because you were mad at Pat? And and uh, you, dude, just screw that guy. Okay, uh, you don't even want to give him the time of day. Poor guy. But uh, happy. What is it? Wednesday, Thursday? What? Yeah, it's Wednesday. It's September. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so so uh, well then then now we found now we know who you are. We're, we're following you on Instagram and and uh, you know female Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, do you know hey, about yeah, the Forever right. Boner? What do you think? <laughs> oh yeah, that dude's like legit. Like he he legit. That's somebody I consider that like legit legitimately does graffiti. Like okay. I'm not that good at it, but he's like. He does his thing. Right. Hey, if you feel like it, throw a pud out there for us <laughs> for the President and Steve show. That's going to be our tag is pud. Yeah, female Joe Pesci loves pud. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next, You know what? Next time I'm out, that's what I'm throwing up. Yes. Yeah. I hey, by it. the way, what's the most dangerous place that you've tagged? Because I've seen tags where I'm like, dude, I don't uh, I don't know how they, they got up there or over there. Um... I hopped over a barrier on 95 like a couple of weeks ago, and I did that. That was a little thrilling. All right, you don't hang from stuff yeah. now or anything. You're not a lunatic. Like no. Okay. no. You're the female Joe Pesci. All right. Well, wow. All right, keep your eyes peeled. All right. All right we will. And yeah, we'll Joe look for Pesci pun. loves pun. All right. Thank you, female Joe Pesci. <laughs> and, and George, thank you for calling in, too. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Favorite person that came out to the burlesque show. Well, then, then that's that's. Oh, that... hell yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you. We'll let you guys go. And and uh, wow, that was interesting. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I get Marissa had pointed out that she's all over the place, and people started to uh, 
indicate that, uh, yeah, they've seen the, the female Joe Pesci thing all over. And sure I can't enough, believe she came to a mixer. I know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, it, and that was a damn good mixer, That was too. so much That was awesome. awesome. Yeah. Was that I can't wait to get back to stuff like that. Yeah. All right, Boner Forever, line's open for you. Wow. So... Uh, yeah, but but it's interesting because you'll you'll look at a, at a tag and go, hmm, wonder what kind of cryptic message that means. I wonder <laughs> the, what they're trying to get across, the point they're trying to make. I just like female Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci was uh, his picture's hanging up in our pizza place. <laughs> but I mean, and the fact that she just yeah. she puts it up for no other reason than just do it. Yeah. But the, the the whole thing, the it's just a great concept. Female Joe Pesci. <laughs> All right, we need to take a break. Stay close. We'll be back in a little bit. 93.3 WMMR. Streaming on WMMR.com. Our mobile app, your smart speaker, and now at radio.com. I wanted to bring this up, and I want to see if we get a response from the not. I don't know if we will, but uh, we'll try this, meaning uh, phone calls of people to share stories. Uh, because, you know, there was a, a tornado in... Um, Nashville the other day. I think like 24 people were killed. I think yeah. that was the last number I saw. Horrible. Devastating. Terrible. And there was a video of a guy who was working at the time when this came through. He was in a 325 foot tall tower crane. He was working in this thing. And you know, you're in that little cab up there. Yeah. And uh there was apparently, there was nothing he could do at this point. He had to stay where he was. The storm's on him, basically. And, yeah, and it would just, you know, that thing would come down, like, yeah. easily if yeah. a tornado got to it. And he sees the the the, the, the activity in the, in the distance, and uh, he starts filming, and I've got the audio of it here. And, of course, he, within that, um, tells the people that he loves, he loves them, just in case. So I wanted to play this real quick. Here we go. Carla. Carl, there is a real, there's a real tornado right there. They, oh my God! If something happens, I love. Make sure everybody knows I love them, Carla. This is no joke. There's a real tornado right there. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! He starts seeing stuff, you know, yeah, being yeah. ripped up and destroyed, all this lightning and stuff. So he's telling Carla, whoever his wife, I don't know who that is, to make sure everybody knows that I love them. And I was curious if anybody listening has ever had that moment. Where they thought, all right, this this might be it, and have started to document things that need to be passed along to loved ones just in case. I'm certain that it, it gives you quite a bit of perspective if you have to go through something like that. One of the things I think about, Steve, was um, I think it was in Pennsylvania where these miners were trapped. Yes. And uh, they, they were certain they were going to die. So they all wrote down notes to be found in in what they felt was eventually recovery. Now, they were rescued and everything, but they agreed that they would, uh, no one would ever see those letters that they wrote, that it was secret between them or something along those lines. Right. I remember a follow-up to some, that. Yeah, there was some, some aspect of it that was like that, but uh, yeah, and I think also because we're almost always with a recording device, we have our yeah. phones, and our phones yes. provide more than, than simply just writing down paper, you know, on a uh, on a piece of paper, uh, it's been, you know, and in fact, that's been chronicled. Uh, uh, you know, we always key off movies because it's a reference point. But in the movie, um, uh, uh, was it Flight with uh, Denzel, Denzel Washington? Washington. Yeah. And he's the captain and they're in a real crisis situation. He, he has the, uh, yeah. the, uh, uh, the, the stewardess come in and say. On the radio. Yeah, on, on the black box the, recorder, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, to say <laughs> say what you want to say to your oh my yeah. god! Can you imagine? Yeah, two one five two six three WMMR, and I'll bet you a lot of times that's happened on airplanes. Sure, a lot of times that people will start recording. Well, flight ninety three. Yeah, I mean, of course. You know that day, those yeah. people knew that something was coming. But when you hear those phone calls to this day, it's oh just god. chilling and haunting. And for the most part, it's it's just people, um, and they know that they have to take action, but they also are just conveying messages of love. Yeah. I, I wonder, <laughs> Nick, in that element too. Once you've been pushed to that point where you do that, do you then, from that forward point forward in your life, is there a little extra embracing and a little more effort to make the time to say those things? I would hope so. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I would, I would have so. to imagine clarity. that's a real reset. Yep. When I was 16 years old, I was out on a uh, deep sea fishing trip, and it was just a, it was just a charter trip, right? So it was just a small group. It wasn't like a big boat or anything like that. And we got stuck in a squall. And, you know, so it was a sunny, beautiful blue sky day, and then out of nowhere... Uh, the just sea just started tossing us all over the place, and I could have sworn we were going to die. At the time, we didn't have you know, cell phones weren't a thing. We right. didn't have. I mean, but I could have sworn it was so violent, and and the boat that we were on was so tiny. And then the idiot captain, who by the way saved us, uh, said to us, you know, I saw earlier there was a uh, there was a, a tugboat out here, you know, carrying yeah. a barge with a thousand foot cord. He goes, I don't see it anymore, and uh, if we hit that cord, we're done for. So he thought that might comfort you. Yeah, I'm like, thank you. I am a child right now. um, We're done for. We're done for. Did you say it? Did you? Did you? you Did the captain go, by the way, I'm gay? (laughs) No. No, I just, um, it was the only time in my life that I ever thought, okay, this, I'm going to die. And and I mean, really, really thought I was going to die. And as quickly as the storm came, it went away. Steve, uh, the, the I'm gay line, uh, the almost, almost famous. Almost famous. Yep. Almost it's, famous. It's, it's one of the best. It's, Everybody starts airing their dirty laundry and confessing to everything. <laughs> and the last one to say something, that drummer who hasn't say, who doesn't say one word yeah. in the entire movie, is just like, uh-huh. F it, I'm gay. <laughs> Ten seconds later, the flight stabilizes. <laughs> it's all smooth. And they show, everybody's excited. They show a close-up of him. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, have you yourself been close to? I know you haven't done a record thing like this, but you no, know, I, I, th- I have been on flights that have had really nasty turbulence on approach. Usually, turbulence yeah. when, they're, when they're high up, I'm like, hey, look, it's, we're going to be fine. But when we're coming into land and we're bouncing all over the place, yeah. particularly in Denver, it always happens in Denver, uh, where I'm like, like gripping the seat a little extra tight and thinking about stuff. But I've never had to say anything or record anything or write anything down. They should provide a service. Remember like in the 80s or like for, for answering machines, they'd have funny little answering machine things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like just to, you get an app. So when yeah. you believe you're in one of those situations, you have to, you know, like um, you're, you're, you're sure a situation is going to come up. And so Oh. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Playing in the background. I was on a plane where the pilot missed the runway. That was kind no. of scary. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He, but you wouldn't, had, you wouldn't have had time to get on and say, hey. No, I, I mean, no, I don't I don't yeah. think so. But, I mean, he came on and was like, hey, oops, sorry about that. Oopsie-daisy. Uh, yeah, miss, overshot Whoops. the runway. We were like, oh, okay. And I guess, you know, at the time I thought, oh, well, this is it. This guy yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. We're going to die. But <laughs> to them it was no big deal. Yeah, yeah. We guess what I get to do. <laughs> yeah, do it again. <laughs> hey, like, with, it was no big deal. With this crane <laughs> operator, um, you know, if you make a video like that, uh, uh would you guys, and he posted it, he put it up on Facebook, you know, after the fact, after he was safe and after he was okay. Would you make that public? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Depends on what I say. He yeah. doesn't, he doesn't get too deep into, you know, listing people and going really long about it. He's mainly posting his reaction to, uh, 
uh, the storm. to the storm right. and say, just and tell that, everybody I love them. It's sort um, of, an, sort of not, so, not, not that it's an afterthought, but it's a thought that occurs to him. So it, it didn't start off as, I'm going to die. And there have been, there have been those, you pointed out, oh, 93, yeah. which is where... Uh, Flight 93, where that was clearly, you know, this is it. I know this is my my, my last time to talk to you or to get my message across. Yeah, I, I probably would, Nick, if it wasn't overly personal, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think I would, too. I mean, it's, I think you're sharing a, a, a sentiment that other people can sympathize with. Yeah. Uh, let me go. Let me go to some calls. I know this is it can be a little bit heavy, but but we'll see. But yeah, I'm curious if people who had to who felt that they needed to. Get that information recorded. It seemed that dire. It seemed like it, and and also the follow up. If if you did do that, did you did you play that for those people or show right. it to them anyway, or make sure that you did say these things in hindsight? Uh, I'm going to go to Laura. Hey, Laura. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Sorry hey. to bother you at work. No, it's all right. What's up, Laura? Um, so this isn't exactly um, like a crisis situation, but my mother-in-law passed away about. Two and a half years ago, um, she wound up passing away from the flu, which was a total fluke crazy thing. Mm. Um, She wasn't, like, ill leading up to it. Um, But she always had this inkling that um, she was going to die. Like, And we kept saying, oh, stop, 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 you're fine. Um, But she left us a box full of notes, like, important documents, where to find everything, what she wants after she passes. Passwords to everything. And this was this is how long before she she was sick and and died that she left this information. Like over a year. Okay. Okay. Well, that's 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 a bit far. I mean, that that makes sense, especially if you're you know you're you're. you're sick. Yeah, <laughs> but adding to it. No, I I understand that. Yeah. How how old? I'm sorry, Nick. Uh, Steve. How old was she, Laura? Uh, she was six. She was only sixty-eight. Okay, oh, wow. Yeah, but uh, I know a lot of people are very um, comprehensive when it comes to this, uh, Laura. And they, they, and it's honestly, it's it's a smart thing. It's it's almost a gift to do that, to leave all that information, the yeah. codes and all that stuff, because the uh, nightmare of piecing that together after someone passes mm-hmm. and you have no idea yeah. can be just uh, that becomes a full-time occupation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, because uh, we had to deal with all of that, I actually have been telling people, trying to spread the word, like, to follow her lead and do it in advance. We thought she was crazy um, because she wasn't sick and she, you know, but she just um, kept planning for it. So I told my mom to do the same thing. I told my husband to do the same thing. It's hey, Laura, the, the first note that she left, did it, did it start off with, I told you guys I was going to die? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, it, it was really kind of sad. It said, if you are reading this, this means I have passed. At any point, did you push a button and a bookcase open up and you realized... She was Batman. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, Thanks, honestly, Laura. that's if you stop and think about it, that's a gift you give to your family. Well, that's see, a gift of preparation. We were just talking the other day about the movie Glory. Remember before they they uh, yes. they stormed the fort? He hands the the note to the uh, to the reporter and says, "If something happens, give this to my family." Yes. Um, so I wonder if people do that, even even if you don't feel that there is a uh, an, an imminent threat. Uh, do you have something written down that someone can find, uh, just in case? This text speaks to that, uh, Preston, and I'd never 
heard of this before, but I, I, I'm impressed by it. Okay, it says, uh, wrote letters to all my family before I was deployed to Afghanistan. Sealed them, left them with my brother. Thankfully, they never needed to be opened, and I immediately burned them when I came home. To this day, uh, that brother is the only person who knows that they ever existed. That's amazing. Mm, interesting. Um, you know what? Most of us don't like to think of stuff like that. Right. So we, we, we sort of run from that. It's I think not a, it, it's not a bad idea, though, to, to just have something somewhere amongst your personal items that uh, that just spells it all out. You why know? not just say it before? I mean, just why not live your life so you don't have to write letters? Because sometimes it's easier said than done, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. or, or it might be a family secret. Or, or you're an that, A family that, secret, that, I understand. That they don't feel comfortable... Right. Speaking about, yeah, you know, uh, not, for, not just not just I love you. Grandpa but was be... an Elvis impersonator, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> or say he's a race car driver and uh, he yeah, has yeah. Uh, family yeah, all around the country. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. 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 So, so more so than just dearest Kathy, yeah. you're your own sister. <laughs> <laughs> what? More so than just sharing your 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 uh, feelings. Uh, maybe there's something that someone needs to know that there's a hidden item or there's this family secret or something. I don't like, like raisins and meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I said it this whole time. <laughs> Marissa? We had a listener who um, couldn't hang on too long, but she said that she set up an email address and she frequently writes emails to her kids just in case something does happen. So she has young kids, so little things like that, a history about the family or something she wants to share with them that they can have forever. God forbid, if something does happen, it's there electronically. That's uh, that's pretty wild. I, I think I know a lot of people would consider that sort of living in a you're constantly, you know, you're you're dealing with that part of our existence, and a lot of people just don't want to, you know, yeah. deal with that. However, if it is ever used. You know, when it's used, when it's read, I'm sure it'll provide comfort for the people who sure. are reading it. I mean, I don't like to dwell on things like that, but taking a moment to uh, to put some stuff down and set it aside, you can do that and rest assured that's there. You know what I mean? I think the thing to do is to make um, a make send loving TikTok videos to the people. <laughs> it's probably where you do idea. like a dance. And you yeah. Know, eh, eh, eh. yeah. They'd appreciate They'd it. They'd love that. Yeah. Uh, let me hang on. I don't understand this. Let me go to Anna. Hi, Anna. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you for calling in, Anna. What's up? So I was working in um, Manhattan about 12 years ago, the southernmost tip, on the 49th floor of a 50-story building. And I was just sitting there, and uh, one of the traders, so each floor had, like, emergency person, and one of the traders came around the floor, and he just said, grab your things and run. And we all kind of looked at each other, and we were like, what? And he said, run, there's a plane. So... We dropped our things. Everyone's just starting to evacuate. They shut down the elevators. So everyone's starting to run down 49 flights of stairs. Um, and was, like, kicking our shoes off because, you know, we have heels on. Right. Everyone's like, take your shoes off. And you're motivating the person in front of you. We're like, you can do this. You can do this. So wow. I pulled my cell phone out and texted my sister. And all I could get out because I was trying to run and text at the same time was, pray for me, plain which probably was, in hindsight, not really fair to her. It sent her into a bit of a tailspin. Um, and that's all I could get out. And then we got stuck at the 10th floor, and I was just standing there. And, you know, it's the first time in my life that what went through my mind was, okay, if the plane hits, at what floor do I think I could survive? And, wow. um, and so we got stuck. So we're all getting a little bit claustrophobic because there were so many people evacuating. So we get outside. There's thousands of people in the streets of Manhattan. And I call my mother, who is in hysterics, and she, all she keeps saying is, 
it's Air Force One. It was a flyover. It's Air Force One. So apparently Air Force One did not tell the city that they were doing a picture flyover um, to get photos taken, and they didn't tell anyone. So all of southern Manhattan completely evacuated. So we kind of just sat on... I sat on the side of the street and cried a little bit and called my family. Sweet. And- so, people, God. So, so, so people were just seeing this aircraft close to the city and yeah. thought that we've got another terrorist attack coming. Yep, exactly. Wow. It was just a photo op. <laughs> well, I'm sure you had a good laugh. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, within 30 minutes, all my boss was like, all right, you can come back in. Let's go back to work. Um, wow. But it was, it was, yeah, I think it's the closest I've ever gotten to. This could be it. And I may not make it. And, you know. Yeah. You know, so pray, pray for me plane, right? Is that what you wrote yep. or something? All right. Yep, exactly. Interesting. All right. Thank you. By the way, we pulled up the Wikipedia page concerning that particular incident. Uh, and it was April 27, 2009. Wow. That's wild. Had no idea. I do remember it. Wow. Okay. You see the uh, the Air Force One is making duck lips. Mm. Oh, really? To get a good selfie, of course. Uh, hang on a second. I'm going to go to Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. What's up, Jenny? Um. So back when I was in high school, I kind of got in trouble for drinking. Got my flip phone taken away, grounded, that sort of thing. Yeah. And went to high school one day, and there was a shooting, and I'm, you know, hiding out in a in a room with no phone, and I'm thinking like I'm gonna die, I'm gonna get shot. What did this have to do with you drinking uh, and getting kicked out of school? She didn't have a phone on her. No, no, no. I got my phone taken away. Oh, sorry. I got in trouble. I got grounded. I smoked meth, but uh, that's another story. Jenny, what school was it? Was it in the area? Yeah, it was in Montgomery County. I didn't really want to tell them what the name was. Just I don't know. No, no. Years and years ago, but um, it's a little sensitive, I guess. All right. Um, but anyway, so I didn't have my cell phone at school because I had gotten it taken away. And on and one day, the, the shooting occurred, and I'm sitting in this room hiding, thinking I'm going to get shot, honestly. And I don't have my phone to call my family. So I know it's like a little unrelated to your scenario, but that feeling of not having communication, like not even to be able to send a text or yeah. you know, call, that was like the worst feeling you want to be like, oh, I hope my family knows and you can't say anything. So I got my phone back after that incident, but it was horrible. And that feeling, not being able to call anybody or send a text. to talk I, to I have to imagine you're sitting there going, oh, my God, how's Lost going to end? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, no, but yeah, you, that, right. that frustration of you, you at that moment, you want to tell people, you want to say these things and let them know and you don't have the mechanism to do it. Thanks, Shetty. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, here's a text that says, first and only time I ever ate edibles, I was so messed up, I wrote a note to my family in case I wasn't alive oh the next God. morning. God, I hope you still have that note. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the best. It's like, uh, yeah. Seahorses. Yeah, seahorses. Seahorses. Seahorse captain. Yeah, captain, yeah. Little bags. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would, I would love to see what was, uh, what was written on that. You're so high, you think you're going to die. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, let me see. What else are you looking for that case? Here? I got it. It was a seahorse captain. It was a seahorse seashell party. Who didn't invite me? Why didn't I get invited? Seahorse seahell? What is this? Get real. I'm in love with seahorses. 
<laughs> uh, let me go to James, who's a truck driver. Hey, James, you're on the air. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Darker, darker, darker. Darker, darker, darker. What's up, dude? So I was on 80 earlier this year, and it was snowing, and it went to whiteout conditions within, like, momentary. I was talking to my fiance on the phone. And it ended up resulting in a, like, 35-truck pileup and, like, 40 passengers. Was that in March of last year, by the way? Yes. Yeah. That was at the cardboard day of the cardboard classic. Involved. I never hit anything. and was never hit by another. It was the same one. It was the same Same one. one. God Almighty. God Almighty. for hours. Yeah, tell me about it. Scared. Wait, last yeah, year or two years ago? It was two years ago. Oh, two years ago. Yeah. That, wasn't, was, that wasn't on 80. That was also on 476. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, but 80 runs through that area. And no, 80 got... was closed. They were all closed. Yeah. yeah. All right, anyway, go ahead, James. It happens more than you would think, actually. But... Okay, yeah, no doubt. Um, but, yeah, I was talking to my fiance, and I just remember thinking, I genuinely don't know what to do. And I'm a volunteer fire chief outside of work in the truck, and I just kept hearing cars smash Jeez. for, like, 40 minutes. Until they could close the highway. And we just had no idea. You could barely see anything. Yeah. It was the most eerie feeling I've ever had in my life. It, it, like, it, I and, don't know what to do. And so did you Did you start to, you know, leave some information for people or, you know, send a, uh, make a video or a text or something like that? I was about, actually on I, the phone the whole time with my fiance as she listened to it in the background, which I kind of somewhat regret i don't wish she heard everything because it really scared her did you did you get more to me did you get sort of uh philosophical or did you were you you know oh, yeah, yeah okay like huh. and it, it was long enough time where i mean it was 40 minutes which in the reality of your life isn't really that long of a period of time but it felt like hours sure. yeah, no, yeah. Slowed down so much yeah and like i remember just hearing on the radio guys saying we can't even get through to 911 anymore and wyoming was trying to close the roadway but they couldn't do it because of the snow conditions quickly enough. Uh, I was helpless. All right. Thanks. Thanks, James. Appreciate it. That year during the Nor'easter, I was uh, not even allowed to get on to 476, so they put me on to 80. And uh, I'm amazed with how careless people drive in whiteout conditions. I mean, I was driving maybe like 15 miles per hour and people were blowing past me. I'm like, you don't know what's ahead of you. I can understand. I see people driving quickly through snow and stuff like that. But when you can't see, mm-hmm. that's just, yeah, you're, you're, you're well, flirting with the disaster. Two years, again, coming back from the Cardboard Classic in that, that two years ago, during the great nor'easter, I was driving at a slow clip using just simply, I was driving across a farm, so you couldn't tell really where the road was, and I had to rely specifically on me represented as an arrow on my GPS oh my to make sure I was staying on the road. Wow. Uh, that's how I drove across a couple of acres of field. Uh, hang on a second here. <laughs> now there's a good... I, I was high when this happened. <laughs> Story's coming in. Seahorse. Uh, Seahorse, Captain. Uh, it's, uh, hang on a second here. I'm in love with them. They're so beautiful and cute. I'm in love with the seahorses. <laughs> uh, it says here I was so high once. Uh, wait, where did that go? I was so high once that when uh, Queen's Bicycle Race came on uh, the tape deck, I thought my car broke down. It took me like 10 tries of turning the car on and off. <laughs> Uh, to realize that it was one of those weird noises in that song. <laughs> okay. Something's broken. 
Uh, this person said, I, I was always curious how people reacted when there was that false missile threat in Hawaii a couple oh, of years yeah. ago. Oh, there were, there, were, there were definite cases of that. In fact, you had reported on them, Preston, where there were people where this is it. North Korea has fired missiles and we are, uh, we're out of here. Yeah. And and would you know leaving yes leaving recordings whole deal everything family members or, or messages and and so on but uh, yeah it can it can it can make it motivate you to do that very quickly but I thought it was interesting I'll play let me Casey pull up the the audio of the guy again uh, the reason we got started on this, the seahorse guy or the no original? not the seahorse guy <laughs> the uh, the tornado guy and uh, and not the one that you play either tornado oh my god uh, this guy was in uh, Nashville and unfortunately several people died. Uh, but uh, this is him. He was in a crane, like 325-foot-tall crane. Carla, Carla, there's a real tor- there's a real tornado right there. They- oh, my God. If something happens, I love Make sure everybody knows I love them, Carla. This is no joke. There's a real tornado right there. I wonder if you notice he stops where he says, I want to tell you I love you, Carla. Maybe it's his girlfriend, and they're not quite yeah. at the "I love you." <laughs> yeah, they just started dating. level yet. Oh, and, tell goes, hey, uh, nah, let me put this over. Yeah, tell sure. everybody yeah. else I love them. I really like you, Carl. Hey. <laughs> I know, right there. They, oh my God! If something happens, I love. Make sure everybody knows I love you. I love. Yeah, right. I like it. I like it when we go out. <laughs> and you're pretty. I love pierogi. Love, love at this point. No, that'd be disingenuous. <laughs> it's like, uh, if I do make it, I just told her I loved her. I want to marry you, Carla. Uh-huh. Uh, storm blows by. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh. Listen, Carla, I might have spoken in haste. <laughs> I just don't think you're marrying material. If something happens, I love Make sure everybody knows I love him, Carla. <laughs> uh, I love that's it. You're, you think you're that like, classic guy thing. You think you're about to die. There's a tornado bearing down. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> still, I, I don't know. Debbie was looking good in those short shorts the other day. I like you a lot. Pizza. That girl over at the Sudden Hut was looking awful hot. <laughs> I, well, you do. I mean, there are times where you know you have a life or death situation that goes. You know what? I'm with the wrong girl, or I'm with the wrong guy, and then they they survive, and you know, and they cut ties. Yeah, there was. Uh, so to go back to another movie in uh, uh, the War of the Roses. Yes, uh, which uh, Michael Douglas thinks he's having a heart attack, and he writes all this stuff down to his wife. Who they're having, they're going through a bitter, evil divorce. Right. And he's like, I've, it's always been you and blah, 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 and this and that, and you were the, you were my strength and so on. And when it turns out he's not dying, she uses that against him. That's right. Court. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to make sure you really mean it, I guess. What is this? <laughs> oh, this is it. Yeah. My God! Our tornado guy, by the way. <laughs> All right, we need to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment, and uh, we'll get into the bizarre file when we return. Make sure you stay with us. Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Bruce Springsteen. Smashing Pumpkins. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. 
I just I had a flashback of when we had uh, Mike Schmidt uh, in yeah. our studio. <laughs> Mike Schmidt, you know, Hall of Famer, baseball yeah. player, and and just uh, a, a god in this town was in our studio one time, and the song that we were playing was. As we were getting ready to introduce him, was Godsmack, the song Crying Like a Bitch. <laughs> and it's just like, who's crying like a bitch? Just screaming. And I look over at Mike Schmidt, who's just sitting there with his headphones on. Where the hell am I? And now we're playing Disturbed with the screaming. And I look over at Terry Crews, is sitting right there with his headphones on, just pretending like he's having a good time. No, no, I really like this. Right. No longer be your whore. <laughs> yeah, now I was getting into it, man. Let's welcome Terry Crews. <laughs> Workout. <laughs> Did you already get one in I this morning? Got one of in. course, wow, man. of course. Yeah, I love it. Weren't Terry, you... we were we were laughing this morning because you posted a picture of you on your Twitter page, <laughs> Preston and I, and someone had said that you resembled a chewed up tootsie roll. Yes. <laughs> and and, and that was you, so funny. you you posted the picture, and it was just hilarious. Well, they, they said I could, now that they and they yes. put it down that they couldn't unsee it, and then what was weird is I couldn't unsee it either. <laughs> I was like, All right, that looks just like me, a chewed up tootsie roll. I'm trying to tell you, and uh. it looks like if you haven't seen the picture yet, it looks like if you were in. <laughs> If you're in uh, uh, with the Star Wars movie where they froze uh, uh, on Carbonite, yeah, yeah. Carbonite, if, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. if you were to freeze Terry Crews and Carbonite, <laughs> oh my God! So we were thinking it's it's safe to say you are in the pantheon of favorite guests we've ever had on the yeah. show, mm-hmm. constantly Thank referred you. to, and the and the career just keeps going along. Obviously, your uh, AGT now is is a big thing. Yes, I, I'll be honest, I was never that much into the the AGT thing, and then but your zeal. Your excitement for it is yes. is so infectious, and now we've known people like John Dorenbos and other people yes, who've John. gone guns with the system, and it is a, you will see some wild stuff on that show. So yes. I, uh, you know, I you, you, through you, you curated it, and I'm like, okay, we can, we I'll jump back in and check it out. So I watch it. What what draws you to that show? What 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 do you? Because you are clearly exhilarated by it. This is the thing. First of all, when you look at what entertainment is. Uh, the 18 to 35 year olds have gotten too much clout. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Yeah. You're like, okay, man, there's a big world. Yeah. And, you know, the 18 to 35, that's it. They determine what's hot, what's not. You're right. like, no, no, yeah, yeah. not at all. If you had a family, you understand that your kids. The the ones under eighteen are the ones that determining everything, and then the ones over thirty five are the ones that are paying for everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I said I have to serve all of them. Yeah, yeah. And that is what I was determined to do. I started hosting a few years back when I was hosting Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I yeah. want this is the deal too because it really, really satisfies me because I do not, when I perform now on movies and TV, I have no audience. There's nothing. And I, the adrenaline that comes from when I was in the NFL, it's really replaced by AGT. The crowd noise, the energy, the fact that anything can happen. When it's live, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and all, they, you get to go key- live. No, it's yeah, live. Yeah. Look, we get the key- I get the keys to NBC for two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, look, bring it back in one piece. <laughs> Don't break it. Yeah. Don't get it. Yeah. And, and watch out when you're backing up with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And basically, you got to bring it back in the same condition or better. Uh-huh. 
And it's so, you realize anything can go wrong, and I love it. So the other night, some, something went wrong with the uh, the guy with the crossbows and yes. the, the levers. And, and so I, I found myself on the edge of the seat uh, watching this mistake, these these flaws, because not everybody that comes on AG, uh, AGT does it perfectly. No, they don't. So, so for people who aren't watching, what happened? Can oh, my God. Well, yeah, I mean, the guy... Thought he had set his trap, he set his whole his arrows right and the whole thing, and he realized he was nervous. And he yeah. strapped in. Yes. Yeah. He was nervous, and he didn't do it right. Dude, oh, no. but this was so wild, man. You start to realize, and my thing is always talking to the acts and trying to talk them through so that they can be at a relaxed. Right. Because the deal is. Easier not, said than done, though, it, right? It, it is. Yeah. Because everyone makes you, they make you nervous. They're, I had one guy, I'm, I'm going to tell something right now. Yeah. It's crazy. I was doing this movie Blended with with Adam Sandler. Yes, you, you were you were great as the oh, uh, the singer and uh, Calypso guy. That, it was yeah. awesome. But see, one person can mess up your whole world. Right. I remember I was brought to do this scene, the whole thing, and we only had a few minutes to do the scene where we were losing light and the whole thing. And this director of photography, I don't, I don't want to mention his name, but he walked up to me and he said, "Don't f up." Uh huh. Now, now, when you when I, I'm going, huh? Now, that's the worst thing you can say to anyone. But right. thank God I knew to counteract that. And I said, don't take it. Don't take it. In fact, use it as fuel. Right. In fact, focus. Get inside. Come inside more. And I jammed and the whole thing. And I did the, you know, we did the thing with the choir. And we were singing and doing the whole thing. And I looked at it. And he was like, that was pretty amazing. And I was literally like, F you. <laughs> I, believe me. My, yeah. I, I, well, I could not believe he would have the nerve to do that. So I realized what I wanted to do right. for all these acts is be the anti-that. Come in there and tell them, you got this, man. You can do it. It's okay. But he just got so nervous. He didn't turn the safeties off. He didn't turn the safeties yeah. off. And you got real people. And he's standing there in front of it. And then you got you got Alicia. She's wondering whether should I press the button or not. She could have killed somebody. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the, really nuts. The acts are like that. There are some of there have been some some injuries, but that's the real deal. Uh, what, what sort of blows my mind is what uh, they're using the theater there was a there was a dance act that was using projection or something like virtual dance and i mean it was freaking sky yeah right it yes. was as theatrical and broadway level that i've ever seen uh, how much time do they get because it that had to be live how, how much time do you get to set something like that up oh my god first of all the the crew on america's got talent has been underrated and not appreciated enough. This is literally like putting on the Oscars every week. It's the biggest live show on television, period. And it's the biggest talent show in the world. Well, So they're the best in the business, man. And, and any mistake, it could all go wrong. go wrong. They do it so good. People, it's like it, you, you, people think that, you know, it's just it's a given or whatever. But, yeah. man, when you watch these this crew and as well as they do it, you talk about roadies and all this stuff. It, 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 it's not it's like one it's of one the best act, thing in the world. One act that's on for two no. hours. Because it's the thing this guy, I don't know, to, to explain it, Preston, the, 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 the dancers at some one point look like they're marionettes. Yes. Bow strings coming down. And they're, they're, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Precision stuff. Well, I, I feel like a circus master. Right. You right. know what I mean? And that's what I love because I come from also the days of the variety show. Right. right. Listen, Carol Burnett was one yeah. of my yes. favorite shows of yes. all time. And I miss that, man. I, I wanted to bring that back. And I, I'm not a comedian, but at the same time, this energy, this love, I want to be this guy 
And I, it, it's to get the big this opportunity is the biggest thing in the world for me. I think for the for the entertainers and like for, for John Dornbos has told us what yes. you know the, the whole experience oh, was like and the whole deal. And obviously there's this the background story which plays into it and the emotion and all that stuff. Uh, so for, for some reason it works. It's the oldest Ted Max amateur hour that goes back for you know right. decades. Ed Sullivan. Yeah, Ed Sullivan. <laughs> yeah, where these people come out and spin dishes and all that stuff. Uh, what? Was talking about like the act with the uh, with the uh, the arrows and all that stuff. What was the one act you thought? Okay, this guy's going to die. Yeah. Uh, what, was the, what was the what was the one where you thought this guy's coming out in a body? Bag? Oh, there are several. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to say which one. You yeah, know, yeah. Some of these uh, that are coming up. Uh, there was a guy who was in a water tank. And I thought, you know, he was, he was what, had like the, the Houdini he, thing. This is like a, he did a Houdini ish deal, man. And oh. I said, man, and then it, it, it didn't look like things were happening right. <laughs> you, you could tell when his assistants start running. <laughs> You're like, oh, man. <laughs> I just, first of all, you don't want anything to go wrong because it ruins, it could, you know, you don't want to watch anybody die no. on live TV. You just don't want to do it. Would you want to be a judge? Would you? Do you no. think you could do it? No, no I, I don't. I, I, the judging thing is super, super hard, man. I, and I think so, especially what it, with the appeal of AGT is is the variety of, of acts you're going to get. You got dance, you got you got uh, you know comedians. magic, comedians, song, all this different stuff. But how do you compare those things as far as talent goes? I'd have a really and hard I time. think some of the judges have harder times. Yeah. I think um, Simon and and Howie are probably the the most well rounded judges. I've seen um, Heidi not get jokes, and because she doesn't get a joke, she gets offended by it. It's right. like, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. But let me tell you one thing. I got to tell you this. The reason we have judges is because America wants blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just telling you. Yeah. First Coliseum. of all, how can you compare a singer yeah. to a dancer to a danger act? Mm-hmm. Well, we know. We how know. can you do that? The the end result is I, this is the way I've always framed it. To me, you're looking for somebody who would be a successful Las Vegas act, right? And that's that's the the, the, the that's context, the, that's correct? The context, right? But at the same time, this stuff is subjective, right? Yeah. What show do you see in Vegas? <laughs> it's the show you want to see, yeah. right? Right? Yeah. So you know, I mean, if you want to see singers, you love singers. If you want to go to a dance show, you go to a dance show. So the deal is, is that America wants someone to lose. Yeah. Yeah. America wants you bleeding, <laughs> and they don't care yeah. if you're under 10. <laughs> and I, listen, first of all, I love it. I love America, it's, it's, but it's the sports mentality. No. It literally is. You, someone has to go home, <laughs> and, bah, and that makes you tune in. But if they were like, there's really no competition, it's all exhibition, they'd be like, uh, who's, nobody dying here. We, I'm not going to watch this. Could you imagine your life without the, 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 the foundation that you had in sports and all that that's trained you for? I mean, it seems to provide provided you with a Swiss army knife of capabilities mm-hmm. that's gotten you through. I remember when I first saw you. I thought, and I have to be honest, who is this meathead? Who's this guy? <laughs> who's this guy? And then I go, why is this meathead so funny? And, and yeah. then I'm like, yeah. why is this guy? And this, why is this? And then I realized this guy's talented. But I, you said you weren't funny to, or you weren't a comedian or so on and so forth. It, it seems to me you, you, okay, this is something I got to take on and tackle and, 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 and work through. Sports had to be just an absolute essential part of what made you you. Yeah, you know, first of all, it was. Yeah. Simply because in the locker room, it's like, all versions of humanity. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I was funnier in the locker room than I ever was on these shows. <laughs> we had so much fun hanging in the locker room and and, and just balling and hanging and, and talking and, right. and really doing our thing. The sport itself, however, 
a lot of that drama came with baggage. Right. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and my thing is sports is good until it isn't. Yeah. It's, it's literally one of those things where I, first of all, I love sports. I love entertainment, but I love people more. And when people, when you use people in expense of the sport, like right now the NFL is going through a thing where all the older guys are going through it. And they're not helping them. Mm-hmm. There's so many guys yeah. that are that need help, man, mentally, physically. Not, they will. They, the NFL will literally deny that they cause these issues. You know yeah. what I mean? And Crazy. that's my thing is just admit it, man, and let's just help them. Right. But my my deal is, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I had to get rid of a lot of things that was bad yeah. and keep the good. Yeah. And and sports can be very very good, but if it's used in the wrong way, man, you will end up you you'll end up miserable. Yeah. I believe it. One of the things speaking of being talented that we really weren't aware of was your artistic ability. <laughs> and it was one of the uh before uh, even sports, right? I mean, you were oh, yeah. uh, you, you sketch and painting, and were you a court uh, sketch court artist? Sketch artist, yes. Get out of here! I had an art scholarship before I had a football scholarship. Wow! I was your stuff. I was looking at some of your stuff. It's really good. Oh, and, and why is it that score, uh, court sketch room artists are usually so terrible? Yes, they are. <laughs> it's, a lot of it. Is, you have to be fast. Yeah, but at the same time, um, you have to understand too. You know, for me, you know, I would have went the whole art route but no one was going to pay for that like yeah, okay. right. starving artist is a real thing <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. starving goes right before artists yeah. i mean name an artist who actually got paid while he was alive yeah <laughs> it's very very rare right yeah, they're yeah. celebrated after they, they found oh yeah you've been somewhere. dead 30 years <laughs> <laughs> i mean now he gets yeah. the million yeah. you like, create oh. every day yeah. still, you... i sketch all the time okay sketch what, all the time what do you prefer what is your your favorite people I love sketching faces. Okay, faces, but sketching people. over painting and all that. Oh yeah, I, it's it's you know I just sketch because I have time for it. But I'll take it all the way. I mean, yeah. I will go through do a full painting if I have time to do that. Um, but when I was get cut from an NFL team, I would go back in the locker room and ask the players if they want their portraits painted. That's what I would do, oh my and that's God. how I survived. Wow, they would be like, "Man, you're pretty good, man." <laughs> but you know what? I would I would self taught. No, I, I'm self taught. Wow, but I would literally trick the guys. I'd be like, "Man, you need." a painting. <laughs> Look at you. You're one of the most amazing players ever. Look at you walking around here all muscular and beautiful. Let me immortalize you. Yeah, yeah you know, you're right, man. It's $5,000. Uh, right, thank you. You're Marketing. <laughs> you're a lefty, too. Oh, yeah. Left-handed, right-brained. Yeah. I mean, very yeah. creative. It's just, wow. it's my thing, man. It's always been my thing. I had a, I taught. Your stuff's Really? I, I mean, taught a class at Facebook. That was a photo from uh, when I taught a class at Facebook. And you know what was wild? Some of the most talented people in the world. And they were sitting there, and these guys had degrees from everywhere. And, every, and they, I asked them to start drawing, and they wouldn't do it. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you know what's happening? What's happening is you're judging your work immediately. Mm-hmm. And what you got to know is all judgment stops creativity in its tracks. Huh. You have to just go. Right. And you have to do it. And you have to not care what people think. You have to not. But what, what happened was they were like, they wouldn't, before they started putting a pin down on the paper, they would look over at the other guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> because, but this is what we do in life. Yeah, you're right. This is the mistake we make all the time. The stuff you always wanted to do. All that things you wanted to go for. You're over there looking at everybody else. Well, I'm not going to try it. Uh, what will everybody say? You know what? I don't care. I realize don't 
Think about what everybody else is saying. Right. Just go for your gut. Go for that intuition. Don't judge yourself. There are two words I like to use when I find myself facing something I'm not sure I want to do, and it's just begin. Oh, that's just good. begin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's all you've got to do. Dude, Throw if you start, in. all of a sudden things get done. And, and, and you know what? Because I'm a great starter. I am an excellent <laughs> starter. But what I had to learn, too, is just, just and this, this, this is the thing, finish it. Yeah. Wait, that's just get enough. it done, and yeah, then you can yeah. always change it. Because what happens is you, you get to start, and then it's not perfect. Uh-huh. So you don't want to finish it. But, no, finish it, and then you can change it. Dude, this, these are things you almost have to hypnotize yourself. You literally have to get out of your own brain and get out of your own way. It's funny you say that because I I, I like to sketch as well. I'll sketch on the iPad and the iPad allows you to undo, 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 undo. It's It's almost, it almost sort of takes away that, okay, I've got this now. I've got to work this. You know, you can, you can correct mistakes all the time. It's like, well, it's cool. It's also, it's sort of a cheat, you know? Listen, everything I do, I have a mantra is start small, think big. Right. Start small, think big. Okay. Just do a little bit. Right. Just, you know, I'm actually taking Mandarin Chinese lessons right now. <laughs> I picked the hardest language <laughs> to learn, but I'm getting it. Okay. Yeah, give wait, I'm, I'm all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've been doing this for like a month, and I'm like, wait a minute. I, th- that I understood that. When I heard the ladies, was like, wuxia, and I was like, I know what wuxia means. Yeah, yeah. I know sure. what that means, you know. And so I realized, okay, start small. You wait. First of all, I haven't mastered English. (laughs) I had to to literally look at myself like, have I mastered English? No. So if I get to a point where I can, I can ask, tell somebody I'm hungry and I can tell somebody where's the bathroom in Chinese, I'm good. You know what I mean? How is one human so talented? No, no. Because first of all, it's not even that. I just keep going. Like, just try everything you want to do. And I only do what I want. I don't do, if there's something I don't want to do, it's like, don't even worry about it. You yeah. know what I mean? You're going to be I've, good. I'm sorry, go ahead. I, as, I've, as I've aged, I've found that I need to be working on something. I need to be working on something that I can uh, improve upon, yep. something that's a bit of a challenge. And I'm loving it. I, I didn't realize this until just a few years ago, whether it be, you know, working on a golf swing or I'm a musician and I want to improve and, and, and to keep going on that. And I, I love having that. It's you so know? satisfying. Yeah. First of all, you, listen, you've been talked out of your creativity, man. You've been told you're not creative. First of all, I, like you said, I'm left-handed. Mm-hmm. The world is a right-handed world, yeah. which deals with math and science. So all the arts are, are given as hobbies, but just half your brain. <laughs> yeah. So you got the, I, to me, I'm literally telling everybody, be more creative, exercise it, because you've been talked out of it a long mm-hmm. time ago, and it's so satisfying. I mean, mm-hmm. I built Legos like crazy. Yeah, so um, so speaking of uh, of arts and stuff like that, so my daughter's in, in eighth grade, she's in school right now, so I can talk about her. Um, <laughs> what the arts has done for her has given her the confidence like, so she's in eighth grade, and she's having, like, the best year of her life. And it's all because of what she's been doing in the theater. And and it's a very, very, um, like, uh, they just... Everybody nurturing. Nurturing, and yeah. everybody, like, loves each other, and, and it's just so positive. But, like, 
she's getting that from 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 the arts. That's right. Yeah, and she's been playing sports ever since she was you know four years old too. But, but look what the schools are taking music. They're taking the instruments out of schools. Mm-hmm. Art is given a short shrift. Yep. All this stuff is treated like music and art and whatever. They're like, do that on your own time. That's a hobby. No, but it, math and science. If you got that, you're good. And I I think we're severely lacking right now. Just because, just as a society, because we're not creative enough. This is why we run to Avengers and we. Run Run to the movies because we need it so bad. We got, we, I mean, all the story, all the content. We need more. We need more. You imagine know, the world it, without. Like, imagine you, the world without art. You imagine the world without creativity, without music, without paintings, and what uh, we would be bereft of if we didn't have that. And, and to your point about all you have to do is create. It doesn't matter if it's good. Just do something. Create that. And if it stinks, do the next one. First of all, that's the world I grew up in. Factory life. Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Everybody, if I, they were like, "What you doing, drawing? What, what, what's yeah, that? What, yeah. Hey, what, what kind of boy are you?" And you're like, <laughs> yeah. "Hey, man, hey, look, I like drawing. Okay, yeah. I like music. I play the flute." I played a flute. You know what they would call me? They were like, why, why are you playing a flute? I was like, I'm bigger than you. I can bitch more than you, so what? So now what? And they were like, yeah, you, you know, you're right. Uh. Did you see the, uh, the Equalizer, the second Equalizer yes, movie? Yes. He's counseling a kid who's an artist. Yeah. And I'm like, that's it. That's right there. That's just, you know. It's the, I mean, you, it's going to come out. This is what the whole graffiti thing is about, man. Yeah. I and just, it's like, put it on canvas and sell it. Yeah, I just think of like, okay, uh, math and science, math and science, math. But you go to somebody's home now. They don't have microscopes hanging on the wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no. They got like, hey, like I, I play the guitar for you know. So you know, math and science. I don't necessarily. If, if that's not what you're gonna, th- you're not gonna take that wherever you go, unless. My bro- listen, my brother's a chemist. He's a scientist. My my sister's a math teacher. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, I'm not knocking it. But, right. Yeah. But but I think give, make it more equal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and we would we, we'd be remiss if we didn't throw some love to uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, yes. Uh, Casey and I are huge fans <laughs> of the show. NBC gave you the uh, the new home, which yes. is very cool. Uh, which is uh, wonderful. The show was on the brink of going away. And came back, and it is, it is, I think, one of the sharpest ensembles on television. Oh. Your revelation on the show, as is Andre Brower. Yes. Who, just unbelievable. Uh, so uh, everything, uh, you know you're up and running. Yes. We, we already have been picked up for season eight. Nice. That's yeah. the vote of confidence, man. Why do you um, think it works so well? Eight seasons. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Why do you think it works so well? Because, you know, we love each other, man. Yeah. And, and, and this is the greatest thing ever. One thing, I'm, and I'm going to preach right now. Yeah. Competition is the opposite of creativity. The opposite. We do not compete with each other as a cast. Right. That's the when you see a show fall, yeah. it's usually because the actors or somebody within it is competing with each other and it causes the thing to blow up out of nowhere. We we literally are all operating on our own levels, creating and encouraging each other. We are a true family, man. I, I, I don't know what else to say. And everyone gets their everyone gets their moment, Everybody. and also you allow the the self deprecation, yeah. the the, uh, <laughs> the stuff that they have you doing is hilarious. I love uh, it. And again, a lot of people forget out of the gate. Brooklyn Nine-Nine was sort of the sweetheart. It, it won, I think, a Golden yes, Globe for the best Globe. comedy series and so on and so forth. And then suddenly uh, we, we were we, I'm like, what the F? This show is great. And why are they getting rid of it for? Uh, now, now, you know, this far into it has got to be the ultimate, you know, acknowledgement. Also, the, that when you have a fan base, you yes. talk about the connection of the fan base, yes. that actually was vocally 
um, you know, uh, uh, going after making this sure the show came back. Well, th- I got something to say. You know, w- when you're talking about Nielsen ratings, yeah. that's that 18 to 35 yeah. and the whole thing. But just as mm-hmm. the thing, and you want to talk about math and science, mm-hmm. if you really want to get a good gauge on what people are watching, you need a bigger pie. But the Nielsen is literally only 5,000 homes. Yeah. yeah. So, wait a minute. I'm going, hey, hey. But let me tell you what happened. The Internet. Yeah. The Internet spoke for us. They literally went nuts. And they got like a a hundred million people saying, wait a minute. Why did you cancel this show? And to, for NBC to pick us up, man, and to I give us the, the love. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. To give us that kind of love. Um, what can I say? And now you're talking about uh, in an era where you get maybe 10 episodes. Yeah. And they call it two seasons. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We're well over 170 episodes. I mean, literally in the can. Yeah. A, good, a good friend of the show, Kate Flannery, has appeared on, on the oh, yeah. show as well. Oh, yeah. great. And everyone that goes through it says nothing, it just, just great things about the, the environment on the show. I also have to bring up the fact uh, you were in Deadpool 2. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For a second. For a second. <laughs> oh, that, that was a big troll. We, we trolled everybody on that one. What was that like? Because you, uh, you know, the, he, he is so talented, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, my and, God. And, and the, we, we get the impression that there's just a lot of free lines going on right and left. What was the experience like working on that? It, it, it was uh, an, an amazing experience because I love Ryan. and w- But the big thing was the trick was we were going to troll everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and you did. Because I knew instantly that I was going to die <laughs> right away. Okay? <laughs> but so I went on a whole press tour. Like, no. you got to see, this is the thing. Fanboys deserve that. Yeah, yeah. Because they go out of their way to figure it out. I already know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got the spoiler. <laughs> Doesn't they take the enjoyment out of it? Oh, they want to. Yeah. I'm like, hey, we got something for you. You should have seen it. At the premiere, they were like, hey, oh, what is going on? No. I mean, because everyone dies. Oh, yeah. and Ryan knew that. Yeah. And Ryan was like, that, he's the smartest guy ever. Yeah. He's like, I, he actually gave them a real surprise. Right, right, yeah. Because they thought for sure that I was, Terry Crews is finally in a Marvel movie. He's gonna, well, what the hell's happening? And it was so good. Dude. Ryan's ahead of the game with, uh, he, he's a few steps ahead of everybody else with the joke. You <laughs> yes, know? Like, he, is. he knows where the joke is going before you know where the yes. joke is going. <laughs> he's amazing. Well, yeah. he's, he's a perfect example of taking, because the, the first appearance of Deadpool was in a substandard. I mean, listen, oh. it was okay, but he knew that it should be something, and he stuck with the project for for years yes. and would not relent. Yep. But you got to listen. First of all, there's there's two people you can't imagine you know as, as any other thing. There's Robert Downey Jr. as yep. Iron Man. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Yeah. Dude, there's nobody else yeah. that can take that spot. You're right. You know what I mean? And that to me, that's the ultimate. Like this is where I want to be. I want to be irreplaceable. Yeah. I want to be like you you got to get Terry Crews or you this this, this is you. You're missing it, but and that's my goal. Like in everything that I do, I want it to just be me, and that's what the ultimate in creativity is. You know what I mean? And when you got Ryan, when he created that character, he made it his. I can't even see it any other way. It was an honor. Well, I think now you can say uh, we, we need a Terry Crews type, and people know exactly what you're what yeah. you're looking for. Uh, you, so you've reached that. It, any shot of you returning? It has because it's happened before well, as a as a uh, in the Marvel universe or DC. Ooh, I would love to. Yeah. I would love to. In fact, when you look at Deadpool, I didn't die. 
I, I was literally on life support <laughs> at the end. I was laying on the ground. They were pumping my chest. It's true. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> so anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to but see I'm that. Op- I'm open to all of it yeah. because I can. Yeah. Um, my deal is is to always keep people surprised. I like to pop out of your cereal box. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what is he doing? What is this? <laughs> I literally, because this is the thing. Everyone had me at this kind of career. Yeah. And my, my deal is... You know, you can do anything. I want to show people. I exist to show you what's possible. And that's for real. Well, when, wow. but the truth of the matter is, is, whenever we see you, and this is the ultimate compliment, we know it's going to be a good time. Oh. You're, you're in so many things that we enjoy. That, you know, for in our microcosm here, when people say, like, when they listen to the show and it gets into a tough time or something, that's the ultimate compliment. You're that exponentially with, with so much that you do in those Thank projects. You. That's got to be, you know... That's got to be so fulfilling. But this is why, again, growing up in Flint, Michigan, and the the whole log line was, you got to hate your life. (laughs) So, you know, you got to get ready to make the sacrifice right now. You know, and I was like, no, 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 no. I am only going to do what I love. If I make a little bit of money, fine. But I'm only going to do what I love. But you know what happens? Most everything I'm doing now, I would do for free. I'll be honest with you. I'll do AGT for free. I would do Brooklyn Nine-Nine for free. But what happens is when you love it that much, they pay you a lot of money. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is the advice I tell our, our interns. Or my my uh, father, Brother Preston and I had, fathers gave us the same advice. If you do what you love, you'll yeah. never work a day in your life. Right. And, and you will naturally excel at it because yeah. you will invest the time in it. And with that will come the reward. Dude, I, I, I feel like I am playing all time. All the right. time. I'm just at play. And when I get there, it's like, my God, who gets this? Yeah. Who yeah. gets this? You yeah. know what I mean? Well, you deserve I, it, man. You really wonderful. do. Thank yeah. you, guys. Absolutely. Uh, America's Got Talent, uh, Mondays, 8 o'clock, and it's the champions that's going on that's right it. now. Yeah. So that's it. Make sure that you check out. Dude, we are so... you were. Uh, we loved you here last uh, last time you were here. We absolutely loved it. You got to come back anytime you're in Philly. We love having I you. I love coming you're here, guys. Such a positive energy force. So. Uh, anyway, first of all, you know when people talk about this stuff too, you know that people kind of uh, there's people who like uh, roll their eyes like yeah, Mister Positive. <laughs> but first of all, it's true. Yeah, I'm not saying anything that's not true. No. And this is the deal because what's happening is your brain is like it, it grows weeds. You know what I mean? And you constantly got to pluck that junk out. Yeah. All the crap, all the little stuff, all that mess. You got to always, you, you have, this is why you have to clean your house. This is why you have to dust. Yeah. All the time. Because if you leave it there, it's going to get dirty and it's going to get messed up. So I'm, this is a part of being positive is reminding myself what's true, yeah. what's real. Like it is up to you. You can do it. That's all it is. And it's not hyperbole. It's not, oh, man, we'll pie in the sky. This is for real, for real stuff, man. I don't want anybody to mix it up and think that I'm just like, blah, blah. Ooh. No, you, you're, we firmly believe in what you're saying, creative yeah. visualization, seeing the prize and going after it. You People who dispense and dismiss it will pay the price for it. And if you, there's so much to be gleaned if you allow yourself to buy into it yes. and move forward because we ultimately everyone wants everyone to do to realize their their optimum their maximum that's you it. know and that's something that you can achieve i'm with it man it's, it's wow. not just crap so, i'm with yeah. it I love let's it. go hey, hey, I'm <laughs> let's work out again <laughs> i don't want to be your whore <laughs> perfect segue oh let's hear for terry Crews.
Love you, man. Thanks for being here. Terry Crews. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Acme is continuing their commitment to getting through this new normal together. And that means everyone's health, well-being, safety, and satisfaction, yours and their employees, continues to be their number one goal. They're keeping your essentials in stock. And that includes your New Year, New You foods. Keep an eye out for Acme's large selection of USDA-certified O-Organics and Open Nature products featured exclusively in Acme Isles. Find great food you can naturally feel good about at Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre Final. So, agricultural detectives, I didn't know they were agricultural detectives, recently arrested a Fresno man involved in an elaborate scheme to steal and resell pistachios as other arrests are expected as more than $350,000 in stolen nuts. Pistachios specifically? And trailers are recovered, yeah. That scumbag. Uh, detectives were called to Seton Pistachio for a possible cargo theft. The name's Jebediah Knuckles. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm a, an agriculture detective. Breaking up the pistachio <laughs> ring? I had heard there was a pistachio ring operating out of Lancaster. I went to investigate. Arriving they're de- green. The arriving detectives. <laughs> That's all you found out? They're green. Turns Not out a very green. good detective. <laughs> <laughs> arriving detectives found the suspects stole the identity of a legitimate trucking company. They then used that company's name to secure contracts for the delivery of two tractor trailer loads of pistachios worth more than $294,000. God. Instead of delivering the product, the suspects took the pistachios to an abandoned property where they removed the packaging. They then sold the nuts to an unsuspecting buyer in Madeira County. Detectives found the suspects developed an elaborate scheme to carry out their plan. The suspects used a big rig, stole two trailers from a Fresno business. The trailers were equipped with real-time GPS trackers. Open up the back of the truck. I want to see your nuts. uh, Detectives were able to track them down with the GPS trackers. (laughs) Uh, and uh, a guy named Singh Sekton uh, was... Singh sus- Sekton? Yeah, suspected responsible for the theft, and he was found at his home, arrested and booked, and on big charges, because it's $350,000. It's a load of cash. Where the much- merchandise that uh, that he... Or merchandise. Merchandise. Right. Merchandise. It's merchandise you can eat. How about this? Here's another scam. A woman in West Virginia is facing the music after altering a cashier's check. Now, if you do that... You want to do it within reason. So authorities say that Holly uh, Erlins of uh, Elkview, West Virginia, has been charged with bank fraud and a bunch of other counts. According to the indictment, she altered a $100 cashier's check. To how much? To reflect an amount of $8.4 million. (laughs) 
and alleges that she provided fake documents with forged signatures and a personal check for $1 million to an insurance company to obtain an annual an, an annuity contract. Yes, I'd like to uh, cash this check, please, for $8.4 million. Uh, her check was returned for insufficient funds. I'll be waiting in my smart car. Uh, if convicted on all counts, she could face 55 years. In oh, they don't, they don't like that. Uh-uh. All right, one more story, and then we will wrap it up. And it has to do uh, with um, GPS monitors as well. Uh, Some people just don't care. A group of men who were already on pretrial release for previous offenses have been identified as burglars, all because they carried out their crimes while wearing their GPS ankle monitors. Well, that's kind of stupid. Uh, authorities say they seized over $150,000 in cash, an AK-47, a Smith & Wesson handgun, cell phones, iPads, jewelry, designer handbags, ammunition, and more. How did you know where we were? From the three men who are accused of being part of a criminal organization in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, they each face various charges, including burglary and grand theft. Yep. And there you go. That's what we have in the Bizarre File for you. Okay. Let's take another break and come back in just a moment or two. We shall return shortly. Stay with us. It's not like we need to say this, but we're going to do it anyway. 2020 pretty much sucked big, dirty, hairy moose balls. But if you really think about it, there were some good things. Like when you and the MMR family pulled together for Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, helping feed so many of our neighbors in need. Then there was the MMR Saturday Night Concert Series to help remind us how much we love live music. You came out and safely donated over 600 pints of blood. And you joined us as we presented the live-in at the Drive-In Concert Series with the Struts, Bert Kreischer, and others. All in all, Philadelphians did what we always do. Kept our heads on straight and worked through it to see the light at the end of the tunnel that's not an oncoming train. Thank you for hanging through 2020 with us. And here's to a better 2021 from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Earlier this morning, Casey played a clip from a movie, Short Circuit 2, the sequel to the classic short circuit film (laughs) and uh it got us on a discussion uh nick had brought up that that movie short circuit 2 is his favorite bad sequel of any movie ever meaning a follow-up that is so horrible that you love it in its horribleness ness if that makes sense yeah because there are obvious sequels that can equal I'm going to try to rhyme again. No, yeah. and, uh, uh, and it sometimes surpassed the original. Uh, uh, like Godfather 2, for example. It can equal the original. Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. There's a handful out right. there. But there are ones that that get it so desperately wrong yeah. right. uh, that they are works of art in yes. their ineptitude. Yes. And I can tell you one that is not a comedy. Okay. But you have what is arguably... The greatest horror movie of all time, The Exorcist, oh. was followed by The Exorcist to The Heretic. Yeah. I, You know me. You know my rule about talking in movie theaters. Right. I never do it. Yeah. I was so furious <sighs> watching this movie. <laughs> it was that bad. That I mystery scienced that son of a bitch throughout <laughs> the entire movie. Okay. And, and I mean, it's so staggeringly stupidly bad i'm not even sure the scriptwriter even saw the original 
That's how horrendous it is. Wow, so, really? Yes. But it is also, I love it. Because on every level, it gets it wrong, and it is effing hilariously bad. So I want to hear uh, what you think, and not just not just a bad sequel. Let's not just leave it at a bad sequel. The the one that is so bad that you love it, and like Steve said, and it's, and it's ineptitude. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Yeah, Nick, it's not like the source material was that great to begin with. It's not like Short Circuit 2 was, uh, or I mean, Short Circuit, the, the first one was just that amazing. So, you know, it only had one way to go. <laughs> right. Case, it, it's, a, but, it, it's a junk food movie. Yeah. And, and it, it had... Enough fun junk food elements. Here's how bad Short Circuit 2 was. Steve Gutenberg wasn't in that one. Right. You know, right. so he's the star of the first one. Um, but Casey, you know, there's, there was something also about the time of our lives because you and I are the same right. age. And, and so I think watching Short, Short Circuit 2, it aired a lot on cable. Fisher Stevens, who is uh, an American actor, plays this Indian doctor. And, right. and it's it, Michael McKeon. Uh, is being classic Michael McKeon, the robot Johnny Five develops a, a personality, and the Los Locos scene alone really carries the movie. Los Locos kick your ass. Los Locos kick your face. Los Locos kick your balls into outer space. You know what I know? I mean, really, I mean, yeah. I mean. By the way, that's when the robot joins a gang. Yeah, uh, to let you know. And I, I hated the ro- I hated the voice of the robot. I, I, yeah, like I hated everything about it. I hated Short Circuit, and I hated that even more. So, uh, uh, but it, yeah. but again, uh, it's it's a case of um, uh, you know, just totally get. They were kind of going for the same thing. It's just they should have gone to the well. Once was barely enough. Yeah, um, and the idea that this thing uh, proved that it uh, is an actual living being because it laughed at a joke. Yeah. Listen, my dogs don't laugh at jokes. Uh, so does that mean that they're not living beings? I was. Uh, I just came to that conclusion. That's powerful. Yeah, I know. Just Thank you, that's, and I submit to the court that my dogs, my own dogs, <laughs> do well, not laugh at jokes. Didn't Johnny Five also read copies of Pinocchio, Casey? Maybe. I think he broke into a bookstore. <laughs> Do you know what's a classic example also of trying to pull off the sequel? Well, Teen Wolf 2, yeah. 2 is a perfect example. Listen, I love Jason Bateman. Yeah. But at that yeah. time, at Michael J. Fox, if you don't have Michael J. Fox, you don't have Teen Wolf. Yes. If you, in Caddyshack 2... You oh. know, I love Jackie Mason. Oh, God. It's terrible, man. But you can't oh. replace Rodney Dangerfield with Jackie Mason. No, that, no, one, no, 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 that, no. that one was bad, just bad. Not not yeah. so bad, it's good. It was just, it was not even worth your time. I don't like it when they just try and repurpose, like, the same jokes in the second one. Yep. You know, oh, well, this well, worked. Let's, that's let's the, do it again. That's Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. That's, yes. a, that's all of those movies. The exact same gag over and over. And sometimes they worked. And other times, like, dude, we, we saw this already. All right, hang on. Let me, let me go to this. I'm going to go to CR. CR, good morning. Hey, you guys work. You work, brother. <laughs> Thank you, man. What's up? As, as soon as you started talking about this, Weekend at Bernie's 2. It's, oh. it's, 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 a, it's a train wreck. You can't look away. It's, and imagine... And, and, I, lo- I, I did love both of those movies. About how that movie got greenlit. Yeah. Well, CR, to, to, to your point, CR, the, the whole thing is, is that the first one... It's, it's a miracle that anyone signed on for that. But it, for somehow, it, it's dumb enough to work. 
to go to the well again. And what was the what was the angle of the second one? Was when they, they played the music, but it was reggae like, music. It was yeah. reggae music. He would he would have come. It was it was like sort it was of a zombie. Curse. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his body. And I, and I admit, I've watched it six times. I I, I absolutely. Have <laughs> will you ever will you ever let it go by? Of my life watching yeah. that movie. Right. So when it comes on TV and you see it, you okay. watch it. It's it's that level of bad. So let, let me ask you this, Cr, because I I, I don't remember my uh, weekend at Bernie's trivia. Um, was it the end of the first movie or the second movie where the guy is just sitting there talking to him having, while the credits are rolling, having this lengthy discussion with him? That is the first one. That was the first one. Okay. okay. The right, first thing I, I do. I know this. Sadly, I know this. Uh, yeah, the, exactly. That's yeah. what your life has come to, CR. Thank you for sharing, though. The idea of the first one, of course, was that they wanted to use this this pad of the boss. The boss passes away, and so they, they fake him being alive so they can be at this, yeah. you know, this absolutely incredible facility, this, this vacation home that he The had. boss was going to have them murdered, yeah, by yeah, the way, yeah. so it was okay that he died. It was fine. This is the music that would bring Bernie's life, or his lifeless body, to Too animation. Right. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. All right. <laughs> let, let me let me go. This one I agree with. I'm going to go to Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? This good, morning? buddy. What's up, man? Guys, uh, like the last guy, as soon as you said this, I jumped all over, and I believe it was actually the first big starring role for Michelle Pfeiffer, but Grease 2 is a train wreck from the beginning to the end. The story is shoddy. The songs are wretched compared to the first one, but... Like all these others, you can't look away. It's fantastic. <laughs> and if it comes on TV, I'm going to put that surgery off because I'm sitting there watching the whole damn thing. No, I watch it every I time. Agree. I watch it every time. It also has Adrian Zamed, who is uh, fantastic in it. Uh, Lorna Loft. All the you know the kids just love Lorna Loft. So uh, the, the cast was uh, Connie Francis. People are like what? When you come from Olivia Newton John and John Travolta, superstars at that time. And I, I, we love Adrian Cement. Love Adrian But Adrian Cement and Lorna Loft? Yeah. Come on! But it's great. I, Kevin, you know what? I, I'm i a sucker for those songs. It's ridiculous. I actually oh. like those songs. Go bowling? Let's go, go bowling? Yeah. Bowl tonight. Bowl, Bowl tonight. tonight. Yeah. Down at the grocery store. What's the sex song? Because Connie Francis is the sex teacher. There's a the oh, reproduction man. song or something like that. Na, na, na. Kevin, do you know? Reproduction. <laughs> I, I, they're, they're, they're catchy, but like I said, once again, if you're trying to compare them to all that kind of stuff, is I certainly am not buying the soundtrack. That's for sure. <laughs> all right. Okay. Are yeah. there any actors that were in Grease 1 that were in Grease 2? Yes, Didi Khan. Yeah, yeah, we talked to her about that when she came by for a visit. All right, let's try, we'll go to Mike, a sequel that is so bad you love it. Mike, good morning. What's up, guys? Yo, bud. Everybody at work. No, you're you, you just telling us what you think. What's your, what's your, what are you adding to the list here? So, Butterfly Effect 2, you guys see the first one was awesome. Ashton Kutcher. Was it? I, I did like it. I don't know if I put in the awesome number, but I did like it. Where, where does Butterfly 2 fall down? It was garbage. There was nobody in it that you knew. It, it was animals. It, it just didn't make sense. It was, oh, my God. And... You know, at the time, we had to watch the whole thing, and we bought, like, the three-pack from Walmart because we wanted to have, like, a movie weekend. So, of course, we watched the third one, too, and that was even worse. Oh, there's always uh, a law of, of diminishing returns. That's why it's so stunning when you get a sequel. Uh, and, again, I'll invoke uh, you have Alien and Aliens. Aliens is a stunningly masterful sequel, and yet Butterfly Effect 2 just didn't get it right. But, Mike, is there something about it you love in its, in its horrible, uh, how, how bad well, it is? That's where I'm going to disagree with you guys. Like I said, we had to watch them because we bought them. 
and to <laughs> see how bad they were. But I would never, if they came on TV, I would just go right back. Okay, so it doesn't right, fall so it in doesn't that realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, something that's yeah. so bad, a sequel that was so bad that you actually like it. Um, and somebody had up here, and I guess we lost them. Uh, they were, they were going to say... Uh, uh, Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise. I love that movie. Yeah, that was I, my I, first date. Yeah. I think we lost one that would would have been, um, well, no, okay, uh, We if you can go to, to DJ. Preston. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I will go to DJ. You're on the air, DJ. <laughs> 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 What's up, man? So, I absolutely love the movie Jaws. It's my favorite movie. I've watched it since I was like five. Why my parents let me watch it that young? I don't know, but I loved it. <laughs> Every movie after that, like, two was, eh, the 3D one with Dennis Quaid, though, you, you can't not laugh at that. I mean, they, they had, like, the, the 3D animated shark that didn't even move. It just, like, it was, like, it's just a picture that got bigger, coming closer to the screen and everything. It was, uh, so they're staggeringly horrible. The the second one, uh, so I'll watch all of them. I'll watch all those sequels, and I, these do squarely fall into the, um, into this category. Number two, they decided, no, we don't have Quint. We, we're not going to bring back Hooper. We don't want to pay those salaries. We're going to make it the kids. The kids are going to be, be encountering the sharks, the shark. And and that was the second one, which was horrible. Roy Scheider was in it. I guess contractually he was guaranteed for a second. The third one was the Jaws 3D, which you're right, is so unbelievably horrible with Louis Gossett and Dennis Quaid. And then the fourth one, here's the, here's the premise of the fourth one. The mother shark of the shark killed in Jaws <laughs> follows Roy Scheider's wife from the movie oh my God. down to the Caribbean to exact revenge. And Michael Caine is in that movie. Wait, how do they know it's the mother? There's a question, okay. right? All right, but DJ, there's, they... there's, there's something about it that you love because it's so bad. Yeah, I'd be, because like when they, uh, in Jaws 3D, like I, when I was, going like i would watch the first one then the second one then 3d i was like oh a 3d movie and then i was just like even as a kid i was like what the f is this <laughs> well, oh my god but you can't turn away and that's what you makes can. that's what makes it so enjoyable there is a scene that he's talking about preston Thanks, where they're, they're trying to access this they're trying to make the faulty 3d work and it's a static picture of a shark and it comes up to the window there there so there's this underwater thing that they had this attraction where you can be in, like a tubes connected almost like a human habit trail and so they're in the control room of that and the shark is coming slowly to the glass and they animated the glass breaking and yeah. it's just horrible it's terrible laugh out yeah. loud bad yeah. preston you had mentioned uh, meatballs too which i love okay so there's one for casey and do you love it because it's so bad well I I know it's so bad. I don't know why I love it. I think it's because it, you know, Nick. It came out at a time where I, you know, I was a kid. I didn't really know any better. And they added an alien to the camp. <laughs> so you got to remember, the first one is Bill Murray. It was so it was wrong. They were doing horrible things at the camp, and he was. Uh, they were just. It was just. Uh, it wasn't very PC, and 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 people love that. In the second one, again, you're right, which is a totally. It's a summer camp story. It's a whole, they add an alien, an alien, and then the alien is in a boxing match. Well, no, no, no. The guy's in the boxing match, but the alien uses his <laughs> telekinetic powers to help the boxer beat the other guy. Oh, that's it. You're um, right. And the, you know the alien's name was Meathead, 
because the kid says to the alien, you know, he's given his name. He goes, me, Ted. And then, you know, so then the alien's like, meathead. And uh-huh. they're like, oh, your name's meathead. Okay. Imagine that from the paper to the director to the producers to the money saying, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. yeah. Those were the best takes. Those yeah. were the yeah, ones yeah, that yeah. made it to the screen. Casey, I, I when I was a kid, I was terrified of the movie Gremlins because it came out when we were nine. Gremlins 2 is not a good movie, but I love it because it's kind of knowing. It's it's fun. It's funny. Uh, Al, uh, the, the guy that played Grandpa Al from Munsters is Al in Lewis. it. Al Lewis. Yeah. Al Lewis, yeah. So I don't know if Gremlins 2 is, is a bad movie, but it's a sequel that's probably not very good that no, I still it, love. It's meant to be more a straight-up comedy where the right. first one had hard horror elements to it. So the, the second one is completely, I mean, they take over that building. There's a guy who's supposed to be based on Ted Turner, and there's, you know, there. Uh, so it's it's there's I'm, all that stuff in it. It's a Joe Dante movie. I'm trying to think of ones that I love because of their because they're so bad that are sequels. And I can't. I'm, I'm hoping somebody's going to you know jar my memory here, and I can jump in on this and add to the conversation. I'm going to go to one of our interns, our former intern Gage Ryan, is on the line. Hey Ryan. Hey, you know you guys just make everything so much. <laughs> doing your situation. What pitch is doing? What's all right, going on, guys? So what the, you know. The Sandlot 2 is such an atrociously, horribly awesome movie. You know? I, I never saw it. Did you guys see it? I have. Okay. I, I was, uh, truth be told, I I liked Sandlot. I was never a massive fan. I thought it was okay. Uh, it was cute. And then that was one and done. Uh, and I remember Sandlot 2 being uh, everything I didn't like about Sandlot 1 and more of that. Oh, for sure. They find a NASA rocket from, like, one of their parents that they shoot in the James Earl Jones' yard. And he's got a, a brand-new dog called the Great Fear. Like, what? It's just and, – and then it, it, the main one of the main characters was Thurman Merman from Bad Santa. I mean, it's just it's, – it's so, it's so terrible that it, it's hard to turn it off when it's on it. And I think that in, in in the 2000s, it was the sandlot, I guess, of that new era. But it's terrible, but it's still pretty funny. Spectacularly All right. bad. All right. Thanks, Gage. Good to hear from Cheers, you, bud. Guys. All right. We'll talk to you later. Uh, yeah, I did not. I, I didn't even know they made a sandlot, too. I had no idea. Oh, speed to cruise control. Wow. And <laughs> everything uh, that you had about speed that made it interesting, which actually included speed, these take it. This takes place on an ocean liner, a cruise ship. Yeah, yeah. That was so. the worst movie. Both <laughs> yeah. of them, all of them. Uh, you didn't you like were, any of them? No. Yeah. And, and and Sandra oh. Bullock and, and oh, you hate Sandra Bullock. That's right. That is where I began to hate her. Was okay. that movie and him? Both of them. I thought it was the worst acting ever. But I came around on her uh, in what was the movie she? The did? Blind Side. Yeah, The Blind Side. Yep. That's it. Um, what about uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, and it and it's, I guess I'd have to see it again to see if it was so bad it's good. But I I just, I just loathe it, it. it. I'll tell you where it does it, it does a funny sequence with death, and it's a parody of the the uh, seventh uh, scene, seventh si- seal, uh, with Ma- the Max von Sydow character in it, and uh, and that's funny. Otherwise, no. And the first one is again a fun junk food movie. Yeah. Now the third one's coming out. Yeah. You know, you have the uh, them as adults. 
Nick, by the way, the guy who played uh, Death in that movie, I believe, was uh, the guy who plays Haywood in uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Yeah, you're uh, right. Alexander Doom, dumbass. Yeah, yeah. And um, he, he's terrific. Um, he's a great what, actor. Uh, oh, man. Bill I just had something. One. Yeah. He's also, he's the um, he's the evil guy in Die Hard 2. Yes. He's also in Demon Knight, the well, Tales from the Crypt movie. There's a good one, Steve. Die Hard 2. That's not a very good movie, but I love it. I, well, I see. I, I happen to disagree. I think it. I well, I I actually think it's a really good movie. I think it's a solid sequel, uh, and and I I really I, action wise, I think it's pretty kick ass. But I know a lot of people hate it. I like Die Hard with a Vengeance, the third one. That one I wasn't. You a didn't like that, but no, I love I, that one. I think those movies work best when you really have a sense of um, uh, you're locked in or you're 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 in a location. It was the Nakatomi Building, and then because they had the blizzard, they had the the airport. It was basically like a scavenger hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I loved about it. Oh my god, they got to figure out the clue and then go. <laughs> it's so much fun. Yes, William Sadler's the actor. William name. Sadler, that's it. All right, here's some here's some texts that are coming in, and you guys, you know, you can weigh in, and I assume the people that are texting in think it's so bad it's good. Here's one, Steve. I know we got to go with Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> <laughs> Leprechaun in the Hood is so <laughs> it's so bad. bad. It's, it's awesome. great. There's a scene yes. where he's sitting there with these gangbangers smoking pot. <laughs> Doing bong hits. And they do, no one is seems to notice that he's this full-blown leprechaun yeah. with, you know, sharp teeth and the whole thing. Just amazingly bad and wonderful. Here's another. I've got to acknowledge our interns that are checking in. Intern Maddie says, Seed of Chucky is so outright ridiculous that it just turns out hilarious. Ridiculous? Is that the third one, I think? Yeah. Be, third yeah. or fourth one? So he started to get a like Bride of Chucky. Yeah. Uh, and then... Um, and think... then the seed of Chucky came from the Bride of Chucky, uh, I think. Yeah, as uh, it goes. Because they, they had a kid, or I, I don't remember, man. <laughs> uh, how about, uh, let's see, Never Ending Story 2. Major League Two. That wasn't good. That wasn't yeah. so bad. That, it's good. I, I won't watch terrible. that. I just won't watch that. So if you're looking for one that when it comes up, you're, it's just a symphony of bad movie making. You're compelled to watch it. Uh, that one I just I don't watch. What is House to House? House and House Two? They, they're horror movies, oh. comedy oh, horror house movies. And then House right. Two. Okay, William Cat is in them from uh, The Greatest American Hero. And it actually, the, the first house is really good. Mm. The second one is really bad. Is there a movie called Shut Up, Kathy? Why? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, that's a comment. Sorry. Uh, Trevor... Oh, I'm sorry. You loved Speed? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they did. Right. I mean, they they, they love Speed, too. I think that's it, Kathy. Yeah. Uh, I did enjoy Speed. Yeah. How about Tremors 2? No, Tremors 2 was good. Was it good? Yeah, but it's but but I could see you thinking it's bad. Good. Okay. Uh, the first one had had was the winner though. The first one had the uh, the best cast. Uh, let's see, Police Academy two. God, which one? No, was that, that one was that was Captain Mauser. That was a good one. That was um, Citizen or Citizens on Patrol. No, that's part three. That's okay. the one with uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Yes, uh, on Patrol. Yes, and David Spade. Well, Bobcat was in the first one as well. Bobcat oh, that's right. Was, yeah, yeah, and then the he eventually guy, yeah. becomes a cop. Yeah, uh, later on. Uh, let's see. Dumb and number two. <laughs> Terrible. It dishonored the first. But that's not what we're going for. We're, something that's so bad you actually love it. Um, you think anybody liked uh, Mask 2 with Jamie Kennedy reprising the Jim Carrey Oh, one? I thought you were talking about the Rocky Dennis story about the kid with... <laughs> yeah, he came back to life. He was a zombie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. And he's gorgeous. <laughs> I... He got a face... 
Oh, Hello. face. Perhaps you remember I had a big, uh, obtuse sort of skull in the first film. I didn't see The Mask 2, so I couldn't weigh it's, in on that. It's I not good. Know. Jamie yeah. Kennedy's great, but you... Uh, no. Oh, my no. God. Hang, no. on, hang on a second. Let me go to Mikey. Hey, Mikey. He likes it. Hey, Mikey. <laughs> Are you there? No, he hung up. He was saying uh, Eddie and the Cruisers 2. <laughs> they made an Eddie and the Cruisers. Yes, they did. Two? Yes, they did. Uh, with Michael Paré. Remember, he was the. Uh, he well, was he the... was Eddie from the yeah. first movie. Right, yeah, yeah. But he was in the second one. I, I think guess. he was. I think he was more like a Jim Morrison character in the second one. God, you know, yeah, he's in a movie that's one of my favorite junk food movies of all time: Streets of Fire. Yeah, yeah. I like that one too. Uh, all right, let me go back to sequels so bad that you actually love them. I'm going to go to Todd. Hi, Todd. Good morning. God, Kenny Knight, big fan. <laughs> Happy to make your dreams come true. Welcome on board, buddy. What's up, Todd? I, I'd have to say Escape from L.A., the sequel to Escape from New York. Yes. Uh, never saw it. Oh Escape from L.A. is, it's, I love Escape from New York so much. It, I love John Carpenter. I love the whole thing. Escape from L.A. has moments, but I, you know what? I don't even watch. I'll tell you one, though, Eddie, and, and I'll, for, for you, Preston, that I think will is in the sweet spot. Of you're looking for your movie that is a sequel that's so bad you have to watch it every time it's on. Absolutely. I love I love Saturday Night Fever. Mm-hmm. Staying Alive, oh the my sequel. God. There you go. Is uh, is that it? That's perfect. Yes, that's perfect. Todd, but do you find Escaping from L.A. so bad? You love it? Oh, absolutely. Every time it's on, I watch mm-hmm. it. I'm such a huge John Carpenter fan. It's it, it, I, I I get sucked into it every time it's on. You know what, Todd? Though is for for it, there's there there's there are bad parts in it, but the um uh the uh, the 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 group of people who are all addicted to plastic surgery is almost real at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I that was the best part of the movie with, with Bruce Campbell. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I've, I've, I've only seen Escape from L.A. I've never seen Escape from New York. You have to see Escape from New York is so effing good. Have you guys ever only seen the sequel of, of something and, and never saw the original? Good I went question. to the theater in, in 89, Casey, with Bobby Mahanti, who had never seen Back to the Future 1. And we get into <laughs> Back to the Future 2. He's like, hey, so what's this about? How can you do that? I don't That's ridiculous. know. It's ridiculous. Um... Just yeah. watching the second half of uh, Deer Hunter. I don't think <laughs> Casey did that. That's on my phone. Uh, I don't know. Have you? Yeah, I just said it. Escape from L.A. Oh, that's right. That's right. You are correct. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I would. I. I wish I could say that. Um, uh, Back to the Future Two is so bad it's good, but I just thought it was bad. I had a full-on argument. About Back to the Future too, so much so that I had to bring it to. I, I basically had to create a uh, like a Twitter poll because I posit that when Marty goes to the future, he can't oh, see go, his future self because he has disappeared for the past twenty years. So whoever he thinks he's seeing in the future can't exist because he's not there. Okay. It's the paradox. You're never, ever going to be able to figure that out, and that that, uh, that argument is never going to have a conclusion to it. I mean, it was a full-on shouting match with Chuck D'Amico, and then finally Chuck came around on it. Uh, oh, really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's like the video of the guys uh, having the fight over the Wizard of Oz. And, uh, <laughs> she's a princess, dude. <laughs> what does he say? Like- yeah, I, I forget. No, the, uh, yeah, it was about the witch. The, yeah. Right, the two witches. Grow up! Yeah. <laughs> the wicked witch of the West. <laughs> Uh, let me go. I love it. It's one of my favorite videos. Uh, let me go to Gregory. Hi, Gregory. Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all doing? <laughs> Good. What's up, bud? 
Sister Act 2 has to be the worst sequel ever. Oh, my God. I love Sister Act 2. What are you talking about? But he loves it. He no, loves you it. love it? Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. No, the only redeeming quality is that Lauren uh, Lauren Hill. That's where she got her start. Yeah, she, she did. Yeah, uh, she really blew it out of the water. But all the rest, and how can you love that movie? They made Maggie Smith's character nice. She made the first movie. She was the antagonist, and then they made her nice in the second movie. That's because it doesn't matter. Fine. It's about the kids singing, and you're right, Lauren uh, Hill is like the breakout in that movie. My only complaint about yeah. that movie is that she didn't sing enough. She sang one hymn. Uh, inside the church or the chapel or whatever, and then she sings at the end. Uh, that's my only complaint. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee, which I love that hymn. But at any rate, they made Maggie Smith nice. She was the <laughs> excellent antagonist in the first movie. She, you know, conflicted with Whoopi Goldberg's character in the first movie. That's what made it. Then you made a nice old sweet lady in Sister Act 2. Any idiot could have said, don't do that. That, 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 that. Destroyed it. I, well, let, let me ask you: Do you so you still enjoy? Do you hate it or enjoy it still? I so the only parts of the movie that that prevent me from thinking about cutting myself are <laughs> when Lauren Smith comes on, uh, Lauren Hill comes on. Yeah. She, she redeems it enough for me, but okay. it's so annoying to see what they did to Maggie Smith's character because she was so darn good <laughs> in the first movie. That, All right. Yeah. That, that, oh, I just, I <laughs> so we, we've caused now. a lot of turmoil, uh, Gregory. Yeah, I will. I will. If, if I turn the the channel on and it's on, and it's after the part where she sings uh, "The Eyes of the Sparrow" inside the chapel, if it's already past that part, I won't watch it. <laughs> well, Word. Because, like I said, she, she's a minor part, but when you hear her voice, I mean, she looks she looks and sounds like she's a kid. But she's clearly at her at her best at that point. Yeah. But um, but they took a, a wonderful actress like Maggie Smith and made her. <laughs> eh. That's that, that, dude. That 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 sticks in your craw. That, I can yeah. tell. That's, that's just that's just yeah. tearing you up inside. That's, that's what because I love Maggie Smith. We've spoken on the street. I agree. Maggie nice, Smith is not a nice old foil, and then they Thanks, ruined it. Maggie Smith. <laughs> yeah, can I have a hot dog, please? <laughs> Maggie Smith. Is <laughs> not a, why would you take a character like that anyway? Oh, who's Maggie Smith? What is she oh, been she's in, other in uh, the Harry Potter movies? Yeah. Professor McGonagall. Oh, the uh, the older 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 lady. Yeah. Okay. All Super right. hot. Uh, I just I don't remember Sister Act, Sister Act one or two. Oh, they were both really good. She was Downton Abbey too, right? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let me go to Eric. Hi, Eric. Good morning. You guys rock. <gasps> Thank you, All right, Eric. A sequel so bad that you when actually you, love it. When you have a movie where the only reference to the originals is on a television in a bar, it's bad, and that is Halloween three, season of the witch. Okay, so I, I will. St- I was a kid when that movie came out, and even then, I, I'd never see. I didn't see that movie until I was like 35, 40 years old. I watched that piece of trash every time it is on. It is. It, it's. It's just. This, it's. It's. Horrible. See now, I so I disagree in that I watch it every time because I think it's really, really good. I think with really? yeah, because what they were trying to do is before they decided to just keep making Michael Myers a um, uh, you know, like a Jason Voorhees type and and just have him keep coming back. The idea was to make the Halloween series more like an anthology series uh, where they would have Halloween horror movies based around the Halloween title. And so I love the whole thing about the the origins of Christmas, about the warlock, about the shards, Halloween, uh, Halloween, yeah, yep. about the uh, the the, the uh, Stonehenge piece and all of that stuff, and the two more days to Halloween and, and the masks and all. That. <laughs> I, I love that crap. I guess, 
I, I guess when you think of it that way, like a like a what is that show, the American Horror Story, where like exactly. And I guess if you think about like that, it actually is. But but I mean, even if you think about it like that, the acting in that movie, the special effect. I mean, come on, that movie is terrible, no matter how you look at it. But you love it. But it is a terrible, great piece of trash that I will watch. Like AMC every year, AMC does the horror fest and. They'll mix it up, but the last, like, two weeks, it'll be a week of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, a week of Friday the 13th, and then the last week, 24 hours a day, seven days a week is nothing but Halloween. Wow. And they show them all up to, like, the sixth one. And if that third one's on, I will st- I will pretty much stop what I'm doing. Because all right. I just, get, I just get so transfixed on it because it's so bad, you just can't turn it off. All right. I appreciate it, Eric. Thanks, Stephen. I, you know what? I think the a lot of the... You know, you, you mentioned Friday the 13th and, and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Those movies became that. They became so laughably, yeah. ridiculously bad right. that that's what you wanted it, out of the movie. You were going for, for a specific thing. You wanted to see uh, uh, sex-crazed teens getting, you know... Uh, you wanted a line from from uh, from uh, uh, fr- Freddy. Uh, Freddy. Right. You want, and then a death. Yeah. You wanted a creative death. Whatever the kid was into, video games, you wanted a video controller shoved up his ass until he was dead. Whatever, yeah, and that was always something like that. Um, I just game came over, bitch. Game over, bitch. Uh, welcome get, to prime time, bitch. Did you get a text from Nick Murphy? No, I, I that one, yeah. Okay. But Nick, Nick Murphy, Murphy just texted you, bitch. Yeah, we, he, he says Back to the Future 2 is perfect, and the time travel is perfect. It is not, <laughs> okay. but uh, he and I can have that discussion a little bit later on. All right. Um, uh, a vacation, a National Lampoon Vacation Part 2, and European Vacation I, I like is it. horrible, but... I love it, I, and I don't. Th- and I, don't, I quote I don't, it and all of that stuff. I don't think it's horrible. I, I but I do really like it, and I even like um, even the horrible vacation, the Vegas vacation. Uh, I still think is 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 fun. That as long as Chevy Chase, you got Beverly D'Angelo there. You, you, to me, it works. All right, there are some there are some blockbusters that were made because you know the blockbusters did so well. And, and yeah. Steve, I'm, I'm interested in your taking three. Um, the second Jurassic Park movie, I didn't really care for, but I watched a lot. No. Uh, Ghostbusters 2, and, um, oh, crap, I just forgot the third one. But there, there were movies that were made specifically because the first ones did so well and were so huge. Jurassic Park 2 is, uh, again, it was, mm, kind of missed it. There were some some cool moments, uh, and, and Ghostbusters 2, I actually think is, is a solid sequel. I know it, uh, people just crapped on it but I, I i enjoyed it i enjoyed the whole sequence with the statue of liberty yeah. being activated yeah it's not as good as the first they seldom are but if you get in the ballpark that's quite an achievement i'm gonna go to steve hi steve good morning yeah what's going on yo bud all right so what movie was so bad the sequel that you actually like it fright night two fright night two gotta remember the original fright night with Roddy mcdowell and yeah. it's good. Yeah. And then they, they did a remake with um, uh, Co- uh, Colin Colin Farrell. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Oh, that was the remake. No, that was that was god awful too. They actually <laughs> did. If you remember that, Steve, they actually had um, Chris Sarandon in that when Colin Farrell just basically ripped his head off. Yeah, and yeah. So that was after he. <laughs> I, mean, oh, I remember they, up the house by pulling the uh, gas line up and it exploded. But 
Yeah, they're, sh- they're showing the clips from the second one here, and, and yeah, I do remember it. It, w- it was pretty bad, yeah. uh, but the first the first Fright Night was really solidly done. I liked that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah except for some of the makeup, and it was really bad. Uh, <laughs> oh, like the gigantic you know, mouth on her. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, for the love of God, that was just oh, and the roller skating vampire with the fourteen-inch long nails. <laughs> yeah. So, the, but the second one is it is it so corny and bad that you the, you have a soft spot in your heart for it? Every time it comes on, I don't care where it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm stopping whatever I'm doing and watching it. I know I'm one of those people, but it's no. It's I think it's great to have stuff like that. Ones that are, that are just it's great to have just a piece of trash that. Gives you entertainment for well, some reason I, I, or another. The, my, my whole thing is, I, you know, I, I love great movies and I love horrible movies. What I don't like are movies that waste my time. Right. <laughs> Marissa, one this is the last comments from Marissa. I just want to go back on what you said, and Major League Two is a fantastic movie. <laughs> oh. But three is terrible. I don't even remember three. Back to they the minors. Back to the, the minors. minors. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I saw two before I ever saw one. So two was oh. my generation, and then I went back and saw one. I was like, "Oh well, this is a great movie," but I didn't know what it was sequeling. Okay, all right, all right. After all these, Nick still is uh, is Short Circuit two your favorite? That's Number one got, is that's uh, Short Circuit two. Yeah, it's a bit okay. the best worst sequel that uh, that I in my personal list. Okay, all right. Well, listen, thanks for sharing. We appreciate it. We need to take a break, and we'll be there. And be back in a moment. Stay with me. It wouldn't be the end of the year without a year-end countdown. It says so here in the Radio for Dummies handbook. And who's WMMR to buck tradition? Announcing the top 25 songs of 2020. Go to WMMR.com and vote for your favorite rock songs from this past year, like new music from Foo Fighters, ACDC, and newer bands like Dirty Honey. We'll tally up your votes and count them down New Year's Eve at 7 with an encore New Year's Day at 3 p.m. MMR's Top 25 of 2020 Countdown from the station that can totally handle counting backwards. We think 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. At 78 years old, it's Arthur Brown's birthday. Wow. Oh, it's fire. And I need to sit down. <laughs> Eating lunch at 2 o'clock. <laughs> Using lots of ointments. I keep my pills in separate containers. Each with a letter of the day. He is, uh... I'm to bed at 6 o'clock. <laughs> He's still... <laughs> he still performs, man. No, really? yeah. We remember we talked about there was a bill that oh, he yeah. was on not that long ago. I am the god of hellfire, and you can sit upright in my bathtub. <laughs> bathtub. I am the god of hellfire, <laughs> and my bathtub allows you to sit completely upright. <laughs> and I wear a large medallion in case I fall down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my phone has super huge numbers on it. I am the god of hellfire. <laughs> and only two apps, the weather and a camera. Oh, <laughs> Arthur Brown from the crazy... I like cardigans. The crazy world of Arthur. There's a bowl of butterscotch candies by my front door. Is uh, celebrating his 78th birthday today. 
this will blow your mind. <laughs> Kathy, uh, I know you're sitting down, but we sit down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get up. All right. Sit back down. Okay. Sit back down. Okay. Carol Baskin has been awarded control over the zoo that was operated by no. Joseph no. Maldonado Passage, also known as Joe Exotic. Yes. Well, for her, yeah. The Oklahoma Zoo, GW Exotic Animal Memorial Park has been under the control of Jeff Lowe, but now Baskin has been granted control by a judge. So a judge must have assessed that Lowe was just um, not... How do you even... At what level do they consider taking care of the animals? You know, at, at, they, everyone's been horrible at it, but mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So they decided he wasn't anywhere near the ballpark, so they've given it to her. Wait, so is this part of the lawsuit? Well, here's the deal. So it was reported that the zoo was fraudulently transferred to Joe's mother years ago to keep right. it out of reach from creditors, including Baskin's Big Cat Rescue. Lowe now has 120 days to vacate the premises and remove all of his animals from the property. Yeah, Kathy, I assume that must be it. It is. It has it to It has be. to be that suit that they had filed way back when. So I guess the transfer to Lowe is kind of null and void if it if it, it was deemed back to it being in the mother's name? It yeah. seemed illegal. I think so. Wow. Yeah, it was not. It, it didn't hold up in court. And right. Joe okay. is in jail for 22 years. Oh. Uh, so, oh, yeah. He must be flipping his absolute his right. lid yeah. right now. <laughs> She's getting exactly oh. what she wanted. How did they decide which of the guards got to tell Joe? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just imagine like Yosemite Sam, like, boom! You know, his head's just on fire. Oh, jeez. Oh what are you talking about? Come again. Am I good here? Am I good here? What did you say? Oh, my God. Wow. So that's a big turn of events. Oh, she just keeps winning. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So I am dying to hear what he has to say. The only the only thing now left is if if the husband who is uh, the, the husband that's supposedly dead came back and is alive. Right. And, and oh my God. Exonerates her. Yes. Yeah. Wouldn't that? Be- yeah. Dude, Shut up, the bitch. I've been down in South America this whole time. Right. And he's got a gorgeous tan. <laughs> that would be awesome if that happened. Oh, my God. I wasn't killed. <laughs> I'm okay. Oh, God. God damn it. Well, moving on, here's the reality show bombshell that I alluded to when I teased the entertainment report yesterday. Yes. Kim Kardashian announced via Instagram that keeping up with the Kardashians will end yeah! after season 20. Yes. This is the moment we've all been waiting I just want you guys to proceed with caution here because I fear that they're stepping away. It's a setup. Because they're going to start their own network. Oh, oh yeah. I, I'm afraid that Casey, wow, that's, the Empire that's really is going to actually get bigger. That's actually very savvy of you for mm-hmm. someone who thinks the thermostat's a <laughs> monster. Yeah. I don't. No, um, listen, it's when the thermostat was, was analog. Okay, man. Right, you have to understand listen, my, my fears and trepidation. That's actually very astute because yeah. they are tied into oh. Ryan Seacrest and E yep. and have been for a long time. Oh, I hope you're wrong. I, me too. Please. But, me but too. in fact, I, I, there has to be a, a mandate. If they did start their own network case, I don't see them 
them dragging the cameras into their lives as much as they have with this show anymore. I think yeah, they'll have, they'll have other shows. They'll have other shows yeah. exactly. They will. They maybe they'll have their their network, but they will recruit other people that we can hate. Is, is it possible that people this narcissistic can actually get sick of having the focus be on them? Maybe. Is at some point, I know it's a stretch, right? Yeah. I mean, it seems impossible that at some point you'd say, "I want my privacy." But I think there have been a couple of things, especially with with um, the relationship with Kanye and all that stuff, that maybe she, they'd prefer to not have highlighted as much. Yeah, we'll see. Who'd have thought? Wow, Kim sucking on uh, you know, <laughs> yes, would lead to this. Uh, yes, Ray J, yeah. Ray J, yeah. yes, Ray and J. chewing gum while she's doing it. Uh, Is she chewing gum. She was what? chewing gum. He was chewing gum too. He yeah. snapped. He's like, yeah. Oh wait, yeah. He and that other Rick Solomon guy. They were they, they're yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's exactly the same deal. Both of them, both Never disgusting. Uh, so it was actually a very good video. She wrote to our amazing fans. It is with heavy hearts that we've made the difficult decision as a family to say goodbye to keeping up with the Kardashians. She continued by saying after what will be 14 years, 20 seasons, hundreds of episodes and numerous spinoff shows. We are beyond grateful to all of you who've watched us for all these years through the good times, the bad times, the happiness, the tears and the many relationships and children. I mean, I think I probably watched all told mm-hmm. nine minutes. Yeah, like, I've never, I've certainly never watched an entire show. No, no. And uh, it's, uh, we actually have the theme, I think. Even the theme oh, is annoying uh, uh, for the Kardashians. But in, in the earlier years of the show, they'd be standing out in front of a house that wasn't even their house. Okay. But uh, they were annoying right from the get-go. Uh, she said, the show made us who we are, and I will forever be in debt to everyone who played, right, we're ready. played a role in shaping our You're careers. Ruined, you guys. Is this necessary? Don't change. Oh. Awful. No, that is not cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, I need someone to make me laugh. Where's Kim? Kim is always late. This is the theme song? Yeah. Well, the, this the whistling? The, we are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's Kim? We're getting the picture. Let's mm-hmm. get out of the front lawn. Get out of my way. Stop. Jealous. No. Stop. It. We're done. Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't know it was so, like, quirky yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they're just rich people being silly. Being rich being, people. Yeah. Right. And that's, so we're looking, and you have Kylie and, and Kendall, who are kids. Babies. Yeah. yeah. And Bruce, who's a man. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is the this is the original. Listen, um, I, I have something to tell you all. Will someone listen to me? Yeah, sh- yeah. Bruce, quiet. We're trying to do. No, this no, show. I have Please. serious things. I, I, I understand. I need, no. I need to talk to someone. Later on. We'll do that another time. <laughs> right now, please. No one's. I'm dying inside. <laughs> Bruce, I'm, 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 please. We'll get to it, honey. Hang on. Right now, Chris. Chris, look me in the eyes. I have a thing that I need to take care of. Not now. No, no. no one no. saw the signs. No one saw them at all. <laughs> Are you wearing high heels? I I feel good in them. I'm dying. This inside. is a small part of a larger story, a narrative that I need to tell you. Chris, enough. Will you listen to no. me? I'm dying inside. Busy. We're busy. <laughs> Wait at the house, Steve. You're right. It's like a white picket fence house. Like, Kathy, it's like not something they would ever live it's in. It's like a ranch home, and, yeah. and it looks ridiculous. Yeah, By the way, before what, the empire, though, right? I mean, like the, the, they really were. They were rich. They were semi-famous, but they weren't what they are now. And they, I, I hate oh. them, but they have built it into a massive freaking empire. What is you're right, the, you're right. 
You're right. They had yeah. money, but they didn't have FU money at yeah. that time. So yeah. they had, exactly. And yeah. to be honest, Mominger, Chris Jenner, yeah. parlay, we say what you will about her, <laughs> but she has been the matriarch that has accrued. Look at the door. Look at the worth, the value of of uh, of Kendall and Kylie yeah, yeah. and and Kim. No denying. All right. So the the least successful. How much do you think their net worth? Rob. Is? So yeah. Rob? Yeah. The son. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, a lot. Uh, you know, Rob, can, I, can sucks, I talk right? to you? Yeah. <laughs> He's the one that listens. Yeah, yeah, no. Dad, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm <laughs> working on my I'm socks. I'm working on my, socks. Socks. my socks. Your socks. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I gotta work on my socks. Do you <laughs> like this print? Uh-huh. I don't. I said, there, you put them on your feet. I like pantyhose. <laughs> Excuse me? Dad. I like, uh, let's get the garden hose. Okay. Uh, so anyhow, she had, uh, Kim had said, uh, the show made us who we are and I will forever be in debt to everyone who played a role in shaping our careers and changing our lives forever. I wonder how much Preston, over the course of this time, how much Ryan Seacrest has earned off the show. Oh, my God. Because he was the executive producer. Yeah. Uh, the last season will air early next year. In 2021. Early next year in 2021? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Do you think they'll have uh, Caitlin on to be just to come back and... I think so. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're horny enough sense. to do that. Yeah. Remember what I was telling you about that first episode? <laughs> <laughs> Remember what I... No yeah. one would listen. Look, I have a snapshot I'm keeping in my cooter to remind oh. you. My God. <laughs> Okay. It's my little happy place. Uh, we're moving on. My clutch purse. Keanu Reeves and his girlfriend, Alexandra Grant, have reunited with his Matrix co-stars, according to reports. So he's back filming. Uh, the pair were spotted at Berlin in Germany. Shooting in San Francisco has wrapped. Uh, the pair went public with it's their... It's great rom- to have you here, Keanu. Uh, oh, wow. It's Tony Bennett. Absolutely. Who's welcoming <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Why is he? I'm always here. Okay. He's, I'm the unofficial it. ambassador for San Francisco. <laughs> okay. it's San Francisco. Whether it's real or in the Matrix. Right. Tony Bennett is there. I'm so. actually sitting in an egg pod for two Lord <laughs> into the back of my head. And I don't care. I'm nothing more than a battery for the larger machine. Am I happy, though? As long as I'm in San Francisco, I'm happy. Wow. So so the poop and in all over That's Sam- what's in my container, Preston. <laughs> you notice there's no bathroom attached to this thing. <laughs> you just dump right I'm in. Just it. dumping right in here. That's what they do. Right? In San Francisco. My hose came undone. The city by the bay. By the bay. Mm-hmm. Knee deep in poop. Right. For as far as the eye can see. All right. That's not Alcatraz, that's a turd. <laughs> Giant. <laughs> <laughs> Did not know that that island. Yeah, there's was a made tidal wash that makes it all accumulate right there. Okay, uh, all right, makes total sense. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the pair went public with their romance in November. Uh, the 47-year-old artist previously told Vogue of her romance with Reeves, who is 55. Uh, love at every level is deeply important to my identity. How's that for dodging the question? Well, I do not believe that isolation is the way. There is a period of isolation that I do as a painter, but I deeply value the experience of being in relationships. Is there uh, some yeah. of the, uh, <laughs> exactly. uh, uh, you know, just improv that you have been known to, uh, been been come come to, to known, known as? <laughs> to work with that? I could work with that. 
Wilford Brimley died. I was, uh, this was so sad. I know. I've loved Wilford Brimley as a character actor. He's always, uh, like in Cocoon, which by the way, in case you point out in Cocoon, that he was, um. Cocoon. Cocoon. Cocaine. He was, um. He was in his 50s. Yeah. He was, he was like 50. He thought he was like, he thought he was like 70. Yeah. He was like my age. I know. And he <laughs> he was in a retirement hey, home. Hey, vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, they won't let me give. They won't let me play with the TV remote. Here's a clip from uh, from Cocoon, by yeah. the way. I guess me and your grandma are going away. When we get where we're going, we'll never be sick. We won't get any older, and we won't ever die. You're joking me, right? No. No. Would I be able to visit you, Grandma? No. That's the beauty. That's, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of the whole goddamn thing. There's no way on God's green earth you can make it to me and ask me those questions like, where do clouds come from? I'm sick. But, um, yeah. Hang 50, on, there's, 53. There's more. Hang on. And we wouldn't be able to visit you either, and that kind of bothers me. When would you go if you did? Soon, my boy, soon. And you know where? Where? Look up. Outer space, my lad. Outer space. Grandpa's lost it. <laughs> That's what they I'm like. glad you're in a home. Put a psychiatric evaluation. He was on great, it. and obviously in The Natural as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just, uh, he's also in the movie The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, that's right. He freaks. He's the first to yeah. realize at the rate of spread how quickly this thing could take over the planet. The only time I was kind of like, hey, was when he was in The Firm and he plays like the lead enforcer, you know. Uh, the, I, I, I guess, you know. He's, he's too, he's too uh, paternal. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. to play that part. Uh, this is a clip of him. He used to do Quaker Oats commercials. I used to love those commercials. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, here's a bowl of steaming Quaker oatmeal. And I can't think of a healthier way to start the day. Stanley made it for me. It's a Stanley Steamer. Yeah. It costs you one nickel and four pennies. So if you can't be bothered with nickels and pennies, throw them in a jar. Start an oatmeal fund. Quaker Oats. It's the right thing to do. It's the right. Not too expensive either. All right, that was. I was trying to remember what the right that, thing to do. What their phrase was. And the they right say thing they sold a ton. Well, obviously, many tons of Quaker Oats. Once those ads hit, they were incredibly effective. Mm-hmm. I can't believe. He's only 53 or 55 in these commercials. Look like I'm 150. I mean, when they announced how old he was when he died, which is what, 80? I don't know. 83, 86? I'd have to look it up. I was like, dude, that's how old I thought he was back 30 years ago. Well, in in Cocoon. Yeah. Cocoon. Cocoon. I'm a fan of Cocoon. I thought he was was at least in his 80s Mm -hmm. in Cocoon. He definitely played that age. And so he was like the kid, you know, Don Amici and they and were legitimately others. older. Yeah. yeah. But he, he, Hugh just, Cronin. he had that, uh, that sort of authoritative, paternal, grandfatherly way about him, That's which right. was very cool. That's right. Do we have the audio? We of, do. Uh, yeah. There was a, there was a, uh, uh, they just discovered some audio of a special he did, Preston, from years ago, spinning in some of his home wit and, you know, okay. good advice. Here we go. The wit and wisdom of Wilford Brimley. You know, I never was much for 69. It hurt my knees to get down there, and for what? Just so I could bury my face in some lady strudel? (laughs) Folks always seem to be gaga for little babies, but I don't have any use for them. 
I get fussy and crap my pants, too, but you don't see people shaking rattles at me. Wow. Is he riding a horse during He's this? He's riding a horse. Okay. Yeah. When you get to be my age, nothing kills the chill of a Montana evening like a sweater I've just made out of fresh hitchhiker skin. <laughs> It's the goddamnedest thing, but at my age, when I drop a load, I get the hiccups. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's weird. Yeah. Little bits of wisdom. He's, he's, uh, he's just, uh, he's going to be missed. He, he was that go-to guy. Yeah, he was uh, 85, by the way. So that's how far he made it. You know, it's, it's a shame that, like, kids... They won't. They won't listen to. They that. won't know. No, they, they won't know that they're occasionally. Mm-hmm. If you have an orgasm, it might give you the hiccups when you get older. Okay. One last story. Netflix reports that the company's 183 million subscribers are watching more international fare during the coronavirus lockdown. Uh, CEO Reed Hastings said that La Casa de Papel, <sighs> which is also known as the Monkey Heist, uh, has managed to garner 65 million eyeballs. Could you want too much? The monkey heist. And uh, that Germany's... Look at that monkey took a banana. (laughs) Isn't it the money heist? Money heist. (laughs) (laughs) Where did you get the monkey from? (laughs) Perhaps the monkey is stealing the money. (laughs) I I told you to take the money, not the monkey! (laughs) What am I going to do with all these monkeys? <laughs> the monkey has eaten the money. <laughs> you told you not to put the bananas in the same bag with the money. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, my God, Preston, I'm sorry. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> We've got the monkeys. Come again? <laughs> We've got the monkeys. Right here on this paper, it says monkey heist. <laughs> La Casa de Papel means money heist. Money. Money. I would like to watch the monkey heist. <laughs> oh, who wouldn't? Oh, God. <laughs> and also, Germany's unorthodox. I think I got that one yeah, right. Yeah. And Italy's summertime are doing well on uh, Netflix. So. God damn it. What are we going to do with all these monkeys? Internationals. Listen, you can make money from monkeys. Sure you can. Mm-hmm. All right, we're ready for clips now. Ewan McGregor and his friend Charlie Borman travel from Argentina to Los Angeles on electric motorcycles in Long Way Up. In this clip, Ewan discusses prepping for the 13,000-mile journey. Here we go. Once we decided to go electric, we had to learn as much as we could about it, trying to find the right bike with, to give us the, the, the longest range, the fastest charging. And we were lucky to settle on the Harley-Davidson Livewire, which was not yet in production. And then we asked Harley-Davidson if they would build a version of their live wire for us that was a, a dual sports bike so that it was better for riding off-road as well. Shut the f*** up! He's done travel shows in the past. Yeah, he, he loves it. He's great, man. I wonder what kind of mileage he's getting on this electric Harley. Well, so I've been looking at electric uh, scooters. Um, yeah. I'm in the market to sell my Vespa. And I, so Segway has a couple of scooters. Now, listen, those are smaller. Right. Um, and they only have like a 52-mile range or whatever. But you got to figure... You're, How you're often getting... are you going to be taking your scooter more than 50 miles? Exactly. So, you know, yeah, yeah you should be fine. Exactly. You yeah. know, to get out on the open road, head to Sturgis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys. How's it going, guys? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the radio in Philadelphia. <laughs> 
What's your name, son? My name's Casey, and I do a radio show in Philadelphia. <laughs> Wait, don't you have one? Oh, no, 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 like a, a sit-down scooter. Like, I have a stand-up scooter. What kind, like, of, kind of bike is that? Is that electric? Yeah. More yeah, like a, like a I motor. on Amazon. <laughs> Wait, the one you have is stand-up? Yeah. Yeah, and you it's fun, that man. Into work before? No, no, he rode the old the Vespa. Oh, Vespa! Do you still yeah. have that? I do. So I want to sell that. Everybody wants to buy a beautiful <laughs> Vespa, selling it for like twenty five hundred bucks. Have you, have, S- you really, have you made good efforts to try and sell that? Never. Okay. This just is, this just is right the, now. This is the most yes. I've ever done to sell the it. Debut? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I was thinking about what trading you it so in. Many little motorized vehicles for. Like down the shore, man. You Use need the a... stand-up scooter. I do, I do. But like, if I want to go a little bit further, I've actually I've ridden on it. It's a lot of fun, and yeah. you can get like eight miles on a charge, something like that. You said longer, right? Well, so if I didn't weigh as much, I could yeah. probably get like twelve miles on a charge, which mm-hmm. is a decent amount. But I weigh more, so I probably only get like eight miles on that charge or whatever. But you know, that gets me to where I need to go. If I need to go to Britain's to get some, uh, you know, uh, apple fritters or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can do that. All right. I got to add my weight, 15 pounds of apple fritters. <laughs> I can't wait to get I you I can't make fritters. it home. Yeah, I can't wait to get you apple I fritters. I want an too, apple yeah. fritter. So so an electric scooter instead of the Vespa. Yeah. Why do you want to go electric? Any particular reason? Yeah, it's just, just you know, easier? what's tickling my fancy this week. I really wanted to get a Honda Ruckus. You can't get, you cannot <laughs> find Honda Ruckus or Honda, Met, uh, Honda Metropolitan's Anywhere. Well, you right. know people have been buying them up. Like yes, crazy. it's yeah. crazy. I don't even know what a Honda Ruckus is. It's like kind of like an industrial-looking scooter. It's like tough, right? But it's only like 49 cc. You like my hog? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like all like pipes and, and stuff. It's it's kind of a cool-looking scooter. You just can't find them anywhere. Sure. You can pull up a, a picture for Preston to take a look at it. But like DHY Motorsports, right? They're a big friend of the, of the, the show, of the, show, yeah. the station. They always hook us up at like uh, Christmas Miracle Time. You can't find a scooter in the, at their store. You just can't. They just don't exist anywhere. I see Unless you want to buy it um, pre-owned. Then that's, that's cool looking. That's real tough looking, Real tough man. looking, right? Uh-huh. Oh, my yeah, God. Sure. <laughs> so tough. Not tough at all. I don't know <laughs> if I'm tough enough to wear to ride a ruckus, though. Ride a ruckus? Yeah. Well, what, what you driving there, son? <laughs> it's a ruckus. And look, there's a pouch on the back for my candy. <laughs> and apple fritters. <laughs> fritters. <laughs> I got nine pounds of apple fritters in here, and I can still go 15 miles. Do fritters travel well? Oh, yeah. Do they? No. Oh, yeah. All right. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's my oh, regular yeah. Sunday morning frit- thing, baby. What's a fritter? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would think you'd have to get them at the place, and then you can't take what, them home. What is it? Is it like a donut? No. Kind you never had a fritter? It's, it's like a donut. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pastry. It's yeah. like a glazed donut. Fried. Fri- yeah, fried. Deep, deep fried, right? With apple pie yeah. type filling. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Like the original McDonald's apple pies were oh, kind of yeah. like fritters. Yeah. Listen, as far as I know, you can't... Like, you can't get a fritter at Britain's and eat it there. You have to take it home, right? All right. There used to be this Amish market. It's not there anymore. They had blueberry <laughs> fritters, okay. which was like, if you thought apple fritters were great, uh-huh. blueberries are like right, 10, 10, 10 pounds of apple fritters and 10 pounds of blueberry fritters. <laughs> so Britain's is I listening. I I can make it home. No, I'm going to have to walk a half mile. I'm going to have to walk this thing two miles. <laughs> um, hang on. Nick has uh, uh, wants to chat with Casey. Hi, Nick. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you guys this morning? Good, bud. What's it, you're interested in Casey's Vespa? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? That's okay. not a bad deal. 
20... I mean, it's coming from him. It yeah. is coming from me. It's and... been vetted too. You know where you know you, you you know you can rely on him. He's he's a higher profile person. He's not going to run. You know where you know he's on the air every morning. <laughs> you know where to find me. Yeah. It, it... Where do you live, Nick? <laughs> oh, this is sounding better. <laughs> 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 Should we have Nick email you, Casey, uh, or not? Yeah, get his, yeah, get his information, his phone number, email address. Right, Nick, Nick, where do you live, by the way? I live in Marlton, New Jersey. There you okay, go. Yeah, that's right. another state. It hey, is another state. Hang on a second, Nick, unless you want to laugh one more time for us. Oh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Steve, he sounds like one of those one of those laugh boxes. Yes. <laughs> wow! Uh, you want to know why I'm always smiling? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Nick. Hang on. Thank you. All right. <laughs> it's the scars, is yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> I want to be able to ride my scooter and go get apple fritters. <laughs> But my wife said you can't eat apple fritters all day. And I was tired of seeing her sad. <laughs> so I cut a smile on my face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you never know where things are going to go on this show. No. You just never know. No. All right. We were talking about Ewan McGregor. That's how we got started yeah. on this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was uh, no. electric Harley Davidson. The Joker's buying apple fritters. All right. Now, now we got to take a break. Uh, Dan. <laughs> 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 All right, enough. We're gonna take. A I'll buy your scooter. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna come back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at wmmr.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's A Texas attorney and district judge, hopefully, he's running for district judge, is facing charges for allegedly egging the car of a judge. An admitted act of retribution over a stay-at-home order amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Who did this? It's, yes, exactly. Who did this? Exactly. <laughs> Anybody? What we were talking about. But this guy fessed up. All right. But it's interesting how he fesses up. Eric Yalik, an attorney uh, running for district court, uh, is has pleaded not guilty to a misdemeanor charge of criminal mischief in the incident that occurred as Judge Mark Keogh left his office. He said, I threw one egg at Judge Keo's car. One! Yes, this is what Yalek said. That's one twelfth of a dozen. And he said, I did this for all the right reasons. Mark needed to get this message because he wasn't listening to people. <laughs> Yalek said he threw the egg at Keo's Lexus SUV over the judge's unconstitutional stay-at-home order in late March, which ran through April 17th. This is a gross, this is a lawyer who's doing this. Does he keep the eggs in his briefcase? Yalek had originally intended to give give Kehoe the egg, he said, in a yeah. symbolic gesture for, quote, laying an egg oh, with the order. Get the hell out of here. But and he was <laughs> consumed with rage? 
But he spotted the judge and took a different approach. He said, I wasn't angry or anything. Yeah. I was. It was a humorous gesture between friends. You laid an egg on Montgomery County, so uh-huh. here's an egg for you. There you go. Yalik said he then asked a female friend with him to take a photo before getting paper towels to clean up the mess. Yalik also offered the judge $20 for a car wash, but Keo declined the offer. Hours later, Yalik said he went to Keo's home, and the pair hugged, <laughs> seemingly put the in, putting the incident behind him. Uh, the pair had been good friends, Yalik said, adding that Keo is the pastor at the church he attends. But an April Fool's Day fictitious news story that appeared in an online publication previously owned by Yalik, uh, further complicating the rift, uh, the story which is no longer available, playfully accused Keogh of enacting martial law in Montgomery County. Critical Facebook posts Yalek made in response to Keogh's order also angered the judge. Uh, and Yalek said about the charge, uh, it's retribution by Mark Keogh because he doesn't like to be criticized for his lockdown orders. Or it isn't like you're cracking an egg on his car. Uh, Yalek is set to appear in court on October 7th. Uh, he has no plans to drop out of the race for district judge. He said, no, I'm going to win this race. He said, no way. Am I the man for you? Exactly. If anything, this shows that I am committed to the rule of law and the Constitution. I am no yoke. Uh, Yeah, just use it all in your campaign. Uh, Keo's chief of staff, meanwhile, said the judge saw Yalek throw the egg at his SUV. Keo reached out to police after the incident, but opted to wait after being told that a two-year statute of limitations on the misdemeanor charge as a coronavirus pandemic was taking up most of his time. Who's so, the better man for the job? I'm let you decide. This is just uh, unbelievable. And I, I have another story similar to that later on. All right, so if you have any cow stories, too, that'd be great. Uh, city, yeah, right, so we can throw in that pun. Uh, city health officials in New York issued updated guidance Monday on how to practice safe sex during the coronavirus pandemic, suggesting that New Yorkers kiss boring bedroom fa- uh, behavior behind. The Department of Health, the Health Department Advisory recommends you make it a little kinky. Yeah. It says be creative with sexual positions and physical barriers like walls. Use that drills. Are, that allow sexual contact while preventing close face-to-face contact. They, they, glory holes. they want you to make a glory hole. No. They want glory holes. Uh, before getting frisky, everyone should be slipping on a different kind of pro- some glory hole. Uh, different kind of protection, a face mask. During COVID-19, wearing a face uh, covering that covers your nose and mouth is a good way to add a layer of protection during sex, according to the agency. Uh, they, this week, they announced a free home delivery of condoms, lube, and HIV test kits. Uh, uh, amyl nitrate as well? They said, uh, maybe it's your thing, maybe it's not. For those who find social distancing a turnoff, officials advise choose large, open, and well-ventilated spaces for group sex. <laughs> Come on! And bring this is lunacy! And bringing along alcohol-based hand sanitizer for good measure. They're just covering all their bases. So, there you go. <laughs> for your group sex. Uh, this is a great story. It's funny. Uh, in South Carolina... Uh, some seniors received quite a surprise during a graduation ceremony on Wednesday. Graduations across the state were either postponed or canceled because of the coronavirus. But uh, District uh, 2 uh, began announcing limited in-person ceremonies once the state began to rebound from shutdowns. Ashley Ridge High School held its in-person ceremony early Wednesday morning at Swamp Fox Stadium, where the event was anything but normal. When Principal Karen Radcliffe began to introduce the school's valedictorian and salutatorian, oh no! Uh, seniors and guests were surprised 
the sprinklers turned on <laughs> on the field, <laughs> sending everyone scrambling. Because a lot of times those are on timers. Yes. And they forgot to shut it off. It happens actually fairly often. And the entire event was streamed live on YouTube. So uh, it made <laughs> for a memorable one. And then one last story. Uh, a breaching whale crashed down on a boat off of Seaside Park on Monday, throwing the boat occupants into the water, uh, but causing no injuries to either the humans or the whale. This must have been scary as F. Yeah, the incident happened off the D Street, off of D Street and Seaside Park shortly before noon. Uh, the boat, named Nothing But Net, is a smaller model Sea Hunt fishing boat. The two men apparently were fishing at the time, witnesses said. The men were thrown from the boat, but were able to get back on board before the boat breached. It was later towed to a marina. Uh, the whale kept swimming and breaching, uh, the p- uh, park post had said. Humpback whales have become more common uh, in the last several years along the Jersey Shore. Breaching and feeding on bunker, also known as menhaden, which is a prime bait fish along the Atlantic coast. So they've been showing up wow. a lot more lately. <laughs> Could you imagine? We had a submarine surface one time. I told you about this. We were out in a 17-foot boat in a submarine surfaced, wow. you know, yards away from us. You want you want to die? Yeah. What's happening? Was it a was it a naval? Like it was a, a naval sub because oh there's God. a there's a naval base in Bridgehampton, I believe it is, Connecticut. So we were about halfway between, you know, from from Long Island to yeah. Connecticut. And in the deepest part of the sound, Long Island Sound, we're just out there quiet and the water starts to bubble Preston and what is that? Oh my God, that <laughs> we're gonna die. Yeah that that would be terrifying. All right, and uh, that's the B-File. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. WMMR, polluting more than just the airwaves. Hear us at radio.com. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. What's going on, Steve? Well, Heather Locklear will avoid jail time following her two arrests in 2018 by voluntarily spending 30 days in a residential mental health facility. In addition, Locklear must agree to stop her repeated attempts to eat clouds. Oh. <laughs> Executives for WeTV are seriously considering canceling their reality show with Mama June Shannon because she is, quote, ready to implode. Still, the execs are saying it's better for Mama June to implode rather than to explode because no one wants to clean white trash out of their hair. <laughs> and finally, Prince Andrew attempting to, def- to deflect from his association with the now-deceased deviant Jeffrey Epstein. In a recent statement released from Buckingham Palace, Andrew says he never really approved of Epstein and had a general disdain for all of the sweat hogs. <laughs> <laughs> that's your Hollywood trash. Steve sent me an article. Uh, which is pretty cool. From a, a website that I've never been on before, Steve, uh, Board Panda. Yeah. Uh, and I just started to peruse it, and it looks like my kind of website. It, it it's is like good. fun, random stuff. And, and Preston, this specifically is, is one of those things where you're like, oh, don't, don't let's be clickbait crap. And then you click on it, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I recognize this stuff. So the, the title of this article is 90s Life Hacks. That are totally useless now. Oh, okay. Uh, and Board Panda went down a nostalgic trip on some things that, that used to be a wonderful shortcut or great little tips, ideas, just to make your life easier. I remembered so many of these and how if only there was a way, if only there was a way, in case when you hear some of them, you're going to go, oh, oh I yeah, can't oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll, start, we'll just roll these in, in no particular order. Um, one of them is if you want to download a song on your computer. Oh. Start downloading before you go to bed, and it should be about 99% by the time you wake up no, in the morning. No, really? I remember not only that, but when the idea of 
of porn and not even moving porn, just pictures one, of naked women. One photograph. You would uh-huh. one photograph. You would have to sit there and wait and let it render forever just to get one picture. And you remember uh the hun. You remember Monkey Boy? Yeah. Okay, I remember Monkey Boy had a strict he he worked with us at uh, at Y100. He had a strict rule. You can't look at the screen until it's fully done downloading. Oh. You can't. You can't watch as just a little bit yeah. comes up. He's like, no, 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 no. Turn it the other way. Yeah, and then check back in like fifteen minutes. I, I stood in direct, direct defiance of that because if, if you got halfway uh, or at least a third of the pay, way down the page, yeah, and and the the, the woman had like a, a sideshow beard, yeah, you didn't know if you were wasting your time what or am, not. I mean, this is wasted time. I need to move on. We're a third into this, and it's not panning out. Yep. So uh, now it's a little faster than that. So I almost forget what it used to be like back in the day. Yeah. You know, you know when you, you ding, ding, you put on the uh, the, the 28K yeah. modem. Or, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What like are you doing in there? Go- Nothing. <laughs> you'd go do something, and yeah. then come back, and then you'd be online. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, listen, I, I'm just getting caught up on a show called uh, Six Feet Under that came out around 2000. 2001, and it is so wild to see these people interacting with their flip phones yep, and, yep. and stuff like that. Going back a little further, if you go yeah. to the movie <clears throat> Almost Famous, which was on yesterday, I was watching it, uh, where they talk about the uh, the piece of technology that allows one page, it, it, it can send electronically uh, information at one page per, like, every 30 minutes it's or something like It's a facsimile like machine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you think of it, at the time, your only other option was to mail something. So that was lightning fast. It was. Yeah. We we were amazed, mm, and everything yeah. is like that as you start to move along. I think now we've been so bombarded with technology that's so quick, and the upgrades are so quick that it's it's less awe inspiring. Yeah. But uh, you, the first time you got online, the first time, the first time you pulled up a porn, a static porn picture, it's like. You know, the world has changed. Oh, yes. It had <laughs> you know, moved. Yeah. Does Neil Armstrong know about this? <laughs> All right, here's another one, a 90s hack that just doesn't have any uh, bearing now. If your mouse is lagging, take out the ball and clean it. It's probably just dusty. I did this all the time. Yeah. Because, you know, you live in a dusty house or whatever. Did you guys remember doing that, unscrewing the bottom of the mouse? Oh, yeah. It had a, a, a track ball. Yep. Uh, and uh, and so it would start to, or you'd be moving along and the cursor would generally jump across the page. There's still one down in the Ben production studio. Is there? That you have to clean out, yes, and it has most of uh, Gloria's dog hair in it. <laughs> oh my God. Well, maybe rack this is... That rack, 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 rack ball. Clean that rack ball. I have never owned a desktop computer. So oh, any... Oh, any always com- laptops. Huh? Always laptops, okay. yeah. Huh. But it, even in the beginning, like, what did you do in college? I didn't have Were a computer. Uh, there laptops in? No, no, I, I never owned one. The inspiring uh, sp- story of a boy without a computer. <laughs> like you just went to the computer lab, right? Yeah. Went okay. to the computer lab. They were open 24 hours a day. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. That's a bingo. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's move on to some other ones. All uh, right. Some other hacks that just uh, don't make sense anymore. Uh, use sites like MapQuest to print directions for yeah. where you're heading. Yep. Never get lost again. So you'd have to print up the, the directions and follow them along. So I clearly remember this point. Obviously, I'm older, so I, I remember a lot of times for me it involved a pirate map. Yeah. Uh, when I was, there was an X somewhere. Yeah, when I was looking for directions. But but uh, the map quest thing, I was reticent for the longest time because I just got so good at the Rand McNally maps. And, and yeah. you'd get these books. Every every Anyone who traveled with any regularity across distances had these map books. 
And then I got on board the MapQuest thing, and I'm like, okay. I still will use MapQuest. Really? As, not, not to get directions, but if we are going to plan a driving trip that's a couple of states away, mm-hmm. I will just simply, just to get a vague idea of the driving time, how far away something is. You know, I might type in, you know, uh, you know, the starting destination, ending destination, Philadelphia to Pittsburgh, just to throw a city out there. And then it'll give you an average driving time. Now, I can do that on Waze as well, which would be pretty simple. But I, if I am if I happen to be on my laptop, okay. rather than pull out my phone and, you know, if I'm making plans, I'll just... I, still, I didn't even know MapQuest still existed as a yeah, site. Yeah, absolutely. It, does, it seems to me like that's a after-the-90s thing, MapQuest. I, I would think that that's like 2000s or even 2010s, because I, I remember using that... Much more frequently. Don't know. Well, I was going to ask if I was fancy because we would go to AAA and they would print Yeah, AAA would send you, or you remember they would send you a a trip kit. Do you remember that? The trip kit. Yeah, yeah. You would go and they would highlight it on the map and they would print it out step-by-step instructions. But still the idea, Nick, of of actually printing the directions up because you couldn't take your your computer and your car with you. Yeah. And I remember doing that for the fish concerts that we used to go to in Maine. Nick, and thank God uh, when I went, uh, you know, uh, ways and all this stuff didn't exist because we were able to like you know everybody else was taking whatever route MapQuest took them, and then we would take these little back side roads, right? And right. we were able to avert ten miles of of standstill traffic. MapQuest was launched in nineteen ninety six, Nick. Yeah, all right. Okay. So I definitely used that this millennium. <laughs> all right, here's another nineties uh, hack that just doesn't uh, doesn't make sense anymore. Uh, never shut down your computer unless you see it's now safe to turn off your computer <laughs> on your computer screen. Oh, because yeah. you would lose everything. <clears throat> yeah, any anything that you had open still, yeah. you could lose unsaved uh, data. Honestly, oh, God, honestly, the, the and Kathy, how many times did you go, oh, no. Oh, no. Or, or close out of an app before saving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, I just mentioned the computer lab to Casey. I remember um, losing, well, yeah, I did. I lost an entire... Um, project. It, it was it was a long paper that I had written, and it was like in the middle of the night. Case I was there, yep. you know, working on it. I was almost finished. I, I'm pretty sure I was in like spell check. Like I was in the end <laughs> yeah. stages of oh, it, yeah. and yes. the computer shut down, and oh. I. I, I mean, I did cry, I but I almost lost it. And there was, you know, a, an IT lab that you could stop okay, in. Baby. The guy. No, he. So he came in. He he retrieved my document. Oh, turned no the computer kidding. back on. Retrieved my document, except. In between each word were a few characters that didn't belong there, uh, so I had to go through the entire document and erase them. Kath, I uh, I actually had a vivid memory yesterday of being in the computer lab and losing pages and pages of a document because I didn't save it. Yeah, right. So you're supposed yeah. to save like every paragraph. You would have, to, have to save. You would have yeah. to save. Did you use Word Perfect? Back in the day, yeah, that sounds familiar. That I, I used so. Word Perfect. There was a, a, a Word Star was another one, and um, and th- then you, then they came up with the thing. It it'll just do an automatic save every minute. Yeah. you could set the interv- intervals for your save. Now I, you know, um, with with cloud technology and so on and so forth. I, I mean, it, it's it's the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. But well, at that time, it was uh, the, the amount of. F-ups, F-ups on massive, even in, in, in massive businesses, that was a thing that was just such a nightmare. And I, millions of dollars, I'm sure, were lost over lost documents. Steve, I remember using Google Docs for the first time. And I was like, so wait, I don't see a save button. Like, what right. Where? Do, what do I do here? And they were like, nothing. You just, just log out. Just close it. It's, it's saved. And I'm like, 
but I didn't hit safe. Yeah. Like, are you, I'm still are you sure? Yeah, are yeah. you sure? Yeah, are you yeah. promising me? Uh, Here, cut you your palm. I'm going to cut my palm. Yeah. Rub our blood together. Uh, <laughs> swear. <laughs> All right, here's another hack from the 90s that just doesn't wash anymore. If the game, if the video game isn't working, just take it out and blow on it. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> there was dust in the cartridge, Preston. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember Nintendo mainly, mainly, right? oh, yeah. mainly yeah. Nintendo, yeah. and I oh, know I'm getting so angry. People had different techniques as well. Like I would just blow across it like a harmonica, and then oh. uh, I had uh, I knew people that would only blow in the corners of it. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sega was great because their their cartridges were a little bit smaller than the Nintendo cartridges, mm-hmm. but you still had to do the same thing. If it wasn't working, you take it out. <laughs> Put it back and you always in. thought this isn't going to work, and it would work. And a lot of times <laughs> yeah, it would yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I don't know why. Here's another good one. This says uh, when you get a two-day rental from Blockbuster in the evening, you actually <gasps> have until the morning of the third yes. day to return it without a late fee. <laughs> What's the worst late fee you ever got? Oh, I, I can tell you that. So I was a, a, um, uh, a, a, a you know a chronic renter. I've always, when the, the ability to do that existed, I was renting films like crazy. I I paid in some cases three times what the cost of the what the movie was yeah. in, in late fees. We had like a the 30, worst is if it's a porn too. Yeah, we had like a thirty five dollar late fee for a movie called The Willies. It was a terrible movie as well. Yeah, um, but man, I, I was up like sixty, sixty five, oh, seventy wow, no bucks. Kidding. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Friday night was like so special uh, when I was a kid because that was the night that we rented movies for the weekend. That was you us know, too, We rented Kate. two yeah. movies. You yeah. Know? yeah. And going to the store uh-huh. and making your decision was kind of, it was an activity in and of itself. It's and like, it was kind of fun. It was absolutely fun. And then yeah. you'd have the, 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 whatever movie place you're using was, was a blockbuster or whatever. What was the other one? Oh, West Coast Video. West Coast. <laughs> you get up to the register, Kathy, and they'd have these preset buckets with uh, popcorn kernels yep. and Twizzlers and stuff is like, oh yeah, it's movie night. But I remember going. Oh, sorry. Go what, what sucked is when the movie you wanted was gone. Well, yeah, that would that's suck. Was oh, back to the porn. No, movie. that's what I was going to say. Because then you would go up because if they were they would get returned in the Dropbox, and yes. so you would like wait there for them to line them up on the counter. And sometimes oh. the movie you wanted was up there. Yep. And you had to like pay to be a member of the of like West Coast Video. Did you yes, not? And like, Blockbuster. Okay. You had to pay. Yeah, there, you, there, there was, was like a fee. A, a small fee, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. You can get whatever you want, whenever you want. Uh, all right, how about this? When burning your next ripped Smash Mouth, Nirvana, or Alanis Morissette CD, make sure you close all the programs to avoid buffer underrun. <laughs> Buffering. Oh, it's my buffering. God. Um, buffering. Yeah. It'll, it'll be done in an hour and 20 minutes. I love this one. If you have a quick message for someone... And you're near a pay phone, but don't have 25 cents. Oh, of course. Call 1-800-COLLECT. And when it asks you to say your name, say the message real fast. Like, mom practice is over. Come pick me up. <laughs> uh, so they would say, hello, you have a collect call from mom practice is over. Come pick me up. Uh, we would do that all the time. No kidding. That was ha- That's how I contacted my parents to pick me up from wherever I was. What was the uh, the, the, the great commercial? We had a baby, it's a boy. Uh, it's <laughs> Mr. We had a baby, it's a boy. <laughs> That one was awesome. But we had a calling card number uh, that we used often, and I um, I used to be able to remember that number because it was, I don't know, it was like a credit card number. It was really, really long. Who was the provider? Use... Do you remember? Oh, we, had a, we had MCI. Maybe. Uh, okay. Oh. MCI. So you would get the card, and you would use that calling card, and you could use it at any point, and, uh, you know, my dad would get the bill eventually. 
You know, what's funny is that later on, speaking of, of phones and how far we've come uh, with communication in that regard, later on when I'm playing clips from uh, from my earlier broadcasting days, you'll hear me ha- uh, saying phone numbers, just seven-digit phone numbers, no area code. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And just because... That's all you had to dial. The area yeah. code was not necessary. That still happens in rural areas. I was in upstate PA this past weekend. They were giving out seven-digit phone numbers. They didn't attach the area code to no it kidding. at all. So if, if you're in an area that doesn't have a ton of people, they'll just give you the Nick, seven numbers. Nick, I so reflexively. I type in the one. I type in the state code. I yes. type in the planet <laughs> identification. Listen, in some of the audio I'll have later on, if we play it, it's from the earliest days, and in, in my, my broadcast career began in as rural an area as you could get. Not only did we not give out the area code, we didn't even give out the prefix. We just gave you the last four digits. Oh, my, oh my God. Was it every, wow. Everybody had the same prefix? Everybody had the same prefix. Wow. It was when I lived in Salem, Missouri, this podunk little armpit. Eddie, this message is for you. <laughs> but literally, it would be like, all right, the number's 4586. You know, and that was it. Oh, That's my God. That's all you'd give out. And then then you'd call Clara on the line yeah, yeah, and yeah. say, Clara, can you ring? Can you ring Ed's house? <laughs> I just sent a message on the radio and he's not calling in. Marissa? All of Delaware doesn't give away their area code. Yeah, because it's 302. 302. Yep. Is it all? The entire state's 302. I was, I was down in Delaware last okay. week and every phone number everywhere. But also, another thing with that, too, uh, when we have interns here who are trying to call a number and they'll just say it won't work, I, I tell them dial one. And they look at me and they're like, why? I'm like, I don't know. You're just supposed to. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, at, uh, I don't. I don't think I have to dial one at home because I have, uh, you know, the internet. Uh, I have my uh, phone going through the internet. Right, right, so I don't right. Think you have to dial one anymore. I just do. I just do all the time. Yeah. Uh, and I think I. And one of the settings in the iPhone just automatic. I have it set to automatically put a one in front of every number. Okay. Uh, here's some hacks that uh, that you don't have to do anymore. They're from the '90s. Keep a disposable camera in your glove compartment. Because if you get into a car accident, you can use it to take oh, photos no, for your insurance purposes. Mm-hmm. I like that one. That's yeah. a good one. The, yeah. the box camera. By the way, I told you guys I recently, and I spent a lot of money to have these developed. I found like 20 old disposable yeah. cameras that had been used up or partially used up. I'm like, you know what? There might be some gems in here. I'm going to go get these developed. Took them to CVS. Took like two weeks, and, and it was really expensive, and I got it all back. And there's like... Six salvageable <laughs> photos that aren't even anything. Apparently, these are cameras we just gave to our kids to go take pictures of whatever they wanted to. Oh, really? It was a complete 100% waste of money. The pictures, most of them were just really, you know, like like solid red or green yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. the, 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 over time the film had deteriorated. Look at it. It's a guy at the grassy knoll with a gun pointed at Kennedy. All right. Now Wait, if you get a, if you take something or you want to get a picture printed it and it's not good quality, like it alerts you. Are you sure you want to print this? Oh, oh really? really? Yeah, like if you, yeah, if you have some photos like on Shutterfly or something like that, yeah. it'll say the quality is not great. And do you still want to print it? And then if you click yes, it'll go, all right. Yeah. Um, that was a big thing back in the 90s at West. Uh, to put a disposable camera at every table so oh, yeah. that the patrons could also uh, all the time, take all the time. Yeah, that was one of the great the little tchotchkes at everyone's table. Hang on, there's uh, some phone information here. I'm going to go to Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Ed Zooks. What's up, Jerry? Hey, when uh, well, I'm old. I'm 60, and growing up outside of Newtown in Bucks County, when I was a kid, they used to uh, call it W O A. Two nine two eight or Worthington eight. 
Yeah, so we were, instead of saying 543 in my uh, neck of the woods, we would say KI3. Yeah, my Aunt Mary is OL9. Oh, Why? Wow. Because of the, the letter that corresponds on the phone? Yeah. Yep. But you have three yeah. letters that you can choose from that would determine, but but you just did it amongst your family or everybody did it? Oh, everybody did it. No yeah, kid. yeah. So it was okay. like 5-4-3, KI3. But it, to me, I mean, now it makes no sense because 5-4-3 is easier I to remember <laughs> yeah. than KI3. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate it, man. You got it. All right. Have a good one. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to JC. Hi, JC. Good morning. Hi, uh, good morning. Hey, what's up, bud? Hey, um, yeah, uh, back in the day, back in like the 90s, mm-hmm. all of my friends had what they called was a, a dialer, which was just like a little electronic thing that would, uh, it would remember numbers and yeah. you put it on the phone and it would dial out. But if you, if you were to like solder a resistor on one wire and like put it back together, it would make the signal the phone makes when you put a quarter in the phone. So you could just keep. You keep it in your pocket when you have to make a phone call. So you so can only work on like Bell telephones. <laughs> you can you you can you, you can use it on you can use it on pay phones. You can use it on pay phones. You put yeah. up the pay phone and press the button, and it would yeah. make the signal of the money going into the phone, and you get free calls. I right, said so so tone all the time. Yeah, JC, no. what we would do is uh, if you had a paper clip. And there was a little hole right below the zero on the payphone. If you put the paper clip one end of it in, in that hole and the other end of it into the speaking part of the phone, yeah, it was. It, that, I don't know why that worked. Did, it did work. It did work. And, and you then could, if you pushed hard enough, pudding would come out. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah, the pudding option. The pudding trick. Thanks, he's JC. right. I think that was something that, that that's, that's funny. Pe- maintenance people who worked on the phone were aware of, and somehow that information got out. Do you remember making? A long-distance call on a payphone and having to have a huge pocket full of change with you. Oh, yeah. I only oh, did yeah. it a couple of times, yeah, yeah. but you like it seemed like every 30 seconds they were telling you put more yeah. money in the phone. You just say, ah, hang on a second. Ding, ah, ding, 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 stick quarters in there. All right. They got three more minutes to go. But it seemed, I, I remember doing that a couple times, and what a colossal pain in the ass that Things was. Things have gotten so much better. Uh, I remember being away on vacation in Montauk, and they had uh, payphones outside of the motel that we stayed at, and we would call back home to, you know, family who was who was not with us, but it had a phone number on it, so we would use the money, and it, so it was long distance. We were in New York, we would call back to Pennsylvania, and uh, so we would give them the phone number on the payphone, and they were able to call back the payphone. So oh, we didn't have smart. to use all our change. Hang on, I want to go back to a map questing. John's been on hold for a long time. Hey, John, what's up, bud? Big brown Guatemala nipple. <laughs> Getting sucked on by all sorts of pimples. What's up, John? Hey, uh, when I was in college, one of my buddies was driving up from Philadelphia to uh, just outside of New York City in Hoboken. And th- this is before the GPS. He didn't have a printer and everything like that. And I had to get on MapQuest or like some other website that was a, a driving website. And I was his GPS as he's driving up on the phone to try to get him up 95 and then off and through Jersey City and into Hoboken trying to figure out where he's at on the highway and asking him all sorts of questions just to get him into the actual town that I was in. So there you are, to turn by turn, you're the voice of the GPS on the phone. I am the you're voice now of the in GPS Hoboken. On the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and did you stay on for a long time with him? Oh, I was on the phone for about half an hour. I had to plug it back in because my phone was losing charge the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it didn't help because I'm trying to figure out where he's at on 95. And the whole time he had an apple that he was token out of. That's funny. All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Thanks. Hang on a second. Let, let me go to this call. Casey says his dad. I got to see if this is true or not. Hey, uh, Casey, good morning. Good morning. All right. So your dad invented something? 
So my father worked for the telephone company back starting in the 50s. Okay. Through the 50s and early 60s to make a long-distance phone call, you had to call the operator and tell them the area code that you wanted to call. Okay. So he worked on a project called COEs, the computer-operated electronic switching system. It allowed to use one to access the same system that you used to have to get the live operator to access. Okay, so so your dad was worked on, worked on that system to give us the ability to just dial one instead of dialing the operator to make a long-distance call. Yes, my father invented one. He invented that? My dad invented one. Wow, that's, that's actually pretty cool. He must be a billionaire. No, you just, you, when you work for a company like that, you just get your paycheck. Yeah, especially and back then. When they programmed this stuff, they did it on punch cards. Right. So they would do like 5,000 lines of code, then run it and fix all the mistakes, then do some more code, put it all together, run it, fix the mistakes. And it took them years. It's amazing. I am fascinated by emerging technology like that, the the origins of things like that. The punch codes. The amount of work and time that had to had to be, you know, used up in order to create things like that and the ingenuity of trying and trying and failing and failing and failing. Yeah. And eventually figuring out a way to do it. Something as simple as as taking for granted which we just which we don't even do anymore right. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitting the number one to make a, a phone call and bypassing actually calling the operator and having them move the wires around and, and hook you up. That's, that's pretty why. that's pretty cool, Casey. Yeah. Is your is your dad still with us or is he passed? Now, he, he passed a long time ago, but he actually got his first job with the phone company when he was twenty four years old collecting nickels out of phone booths and oh. just worked his way up through the company. Tell me on his tombstone is the number one. <laughs> number right? one dad. Number one dad. That's awesome. Because it's Casey, true. Yeah. That's a really cool story. Thanks for sharing, man. Sure. Have right. a good day. All right. Uh, Nick, you were going to say? Yeah, so uh, going back to remembering things, when uh, was it? It Was it late eighty or late 90s or early 2000s where you had to um, pay attention to the time where you would use your cell phone to make the phone calls? Because if you could make oh, yeah, free phone seven. calls after 9 p.m., but before that, you had to be really aware of the number of minutes you were using. That was definitely, in, I, I, that had to have been in the aughts, because okay. I probably didn't have a cell phone until close to the aughts. I think I got my first cell phone in 99 or 2000, something like that, but you, yeah, I mean, you could call all your friends and, and anybody you wanted after 9 p.m. without worrying about the minutes at all. Well. I took a landline and just cut the wires off, and uh, <laughs> hey. it, it seemed kind of cool. Speaking of phones, uh, here's an, another interesting hack from the 90s that doesn't work anymore. Let's say you live at home with your parents. Right. You're, you're waiting for a phone call you know, at night from your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever it may be. You don't want your parents to hear the phone ring. Right. Here's a little trick, and I never knew this. Call the movie theater and listen to today's listings until call waiting beeps. Oh, my God. And you just go to the other line, and you don't have That's to. That's a the great phone idea. never rings in the house. That's a great idea. Yeah, my um, my neighbor growing up, his uh, he was effing up all the time, and get he had a phone in his room, and uh, he he got what the parents in their bedroom got one of those business like line phones with the little the buttons on the bottom that yes. would light up different lines specifically yeah. to bust his ass. Oh man, yeah. yeah. Do you remember, and this goes pre, I know we're mainly talking about the 90s, but uh, calling time and temperature out of boredom. 
Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd call the bank or whatever it was. Or there was hear a, someone. Yeah. Or there was yes. a standard time and temperature. And as a kid, I would just call. All right, we have to move on. I didn't. I didn't need to know what time it was. I didn't need to know what the temperature was, but I just felt like calling time temperature. You know, yeah, around it was time one two three around here. Right. Okay. Do yeah. you guys remember how long your phone cord was in the kitchen? Yes. I, super long. Right. Yeah. You could stretch. Oh, God, you could yes. go. You could go from the kitchen all the way down the hall to the front door. <laughs> yep. It was pretty awesome. And it was a princess phone too. Uh, let's see here. How about we'll do a couple more of these. We're gonna have to take a break in just a second. Um. Uh, of course, it mentions Star 69. If you've got a prank call, just call Star 69. But I think if you if you hit Star 67 beforehand, you can do it. Block with, your number, block right? Block your number, yeah. Does, uh, does Star 69 still work? Yeah. yeah it uh, well, I don't know why I said yeah, but Star 67 still works. Why did I say yeah? <laughs> uh, how about this? Another hack. When leaving your car... Hide your radio. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the big deal. You would unhook your radio some, sometimes, and then if you were really cool, you had just a faceplate cable. The face. When, right. Once they made just the face that you right. could take off, that was a game changer because you could stick that in your pocket. Right. Otherwise, you had this thing that was about the size of a purse. Like the, in, in a McGruber, he has his blow punch with the <laughs> uh, the handle that he pulls out. Uh, which you'd have to carry around for a little while. Dude, I remember borrowing my buddy's car in college, and he had a six-disc changer in the trunk of his car. <laughs> oh, Fancy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I borrowed that, I was like, okay, man, I'm taking Blues Traveler. What else am I going to take? Atlantis Morissette. more sad. I got my, my Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, well, I tell you what, let's uh, well, let's post this list because there's a lot of them on here. I think yeah. there's, uh, there's at least 30 or so. Uh, hacks from the 90s that are pretty much useless today, but it's a, it's a fun little walk down memory lane. So we'll send this article. It's over from uh, Board Panda. Uh, to uh, Marissa, but uh, I thought that was uh, some cool stuff. It is cool, through. yeah, yeah. All right, um, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.